Across the UK, online and on DAB. Access all radios. Talk radio. Give it some lip. Talk radio. Excellent stuff, George. Thank you, mate. Uh, Right, coming up after ten, the usual, usual, but we kick off... Man, we've got a rock and roll pop legend on the show. Only Gilbert O'Sullivan, straight after the news on Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. This is Talk Radio, and that's an unusual song to open up with. And you hear the news as we're coming into the show, and it seems just as appropriate now as it did for its original subject matter. You may not know the song. It's all they wanted to say. It's kind of about 9-11, and it's written by, well, a a, a rock and roll and pop legend. He's on the line now. It's Gilbert O'Sullivan. Good evening, Gilbert. Good evening. How are you doing, man? You are right? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Yeah, I hadn't heard that song um, mm. until the other day, and I popped, I popped in to see my friend Scott, who's he's, he's a bit of a geezer, Scott. Okay. And I said, I've got Gilbert O'Sullivan coming on the show. He went, oh, man, have you heard his song about 9-11? Yeah. I said, no, and he played it to me. It's incredible. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, I don't know. I mean, as a lyricist, it's, you know, I go into those kind of areas. What, what struck me about 9-11, of course, the horror of the planes hitting the towers, but what, what really struck me was the fact that the people who were in the aeroplanes that were taken over by these terrorists mm. knew that they were going to die. So what they were doing was calling their relatives or their families on mobile phones to leave messages just to say, I love you. It's just so poignant and, and, and so that kind of that's what resonated with me and, which, and, yeah. and a lot of your songs are, um, a lot of your songs a significant number of your songs they are very simple 
in their mm. themes, aren't they? That's a really simple theme. It's, I mean, it's a huge one, but yeah. it's very simple. Uh, is that some, is, does that come easy to you when you're writing a song, Gilbert? I, don't, I guess I don't think about it. Uh, I just kind of do it, you know. I, it, I mean, I'm not one of... It's kind of dangerous to kind of analyse how, why, or what you do. Yeah. Just to get on with it. I mean, if you have the ability to do it, just do it. I, the, the, suffice to say, I, I enjoy lyric writing. It, it takes longer than perhaps uh, it does uh, trying to write music and stuff. But, I mean, it's... You know, you start with an empty notebook, you've no idea often where you're going to go with it. But it's uh, it's very satisfying, and I, I just get in, once I get into a kind of story, I just get lost in it and, and uh, hopefully end up with a good lyric. Do you have notebooks kind of stuffed in drawers from years ago with, like, little rhymes or half-finished lines that you, you kind of go, oh, I've got something back here that I think would fit in this song, or do you write each song as a complete piece? No, I don't. No, I, I, I work on melodies. That It's always the hardest thing to write. For every ten songwriters that's out there, probably eight of them write lyrics and two of them write the melodies. Mm. So it's the hardest thing to do. So I, so I really work hard. I'm very disciplined. A Brill Building mentality. That's the American Brill Building where yeah. writers like Carol King, Neil Sedaka, and Neil Diamond would go into a room, sit there all day, and come up with a song. So, I, so I have that mentality. So I can sit at a piano for eight hours a day, five days a week, four weeks a month, if necessary, to come up with a melody. And therefore, uh, once I have the melody, I'll put it away. And then, if it comes to making an album where I need ten or twelve songs, I'll pick the twelve melodies. Then I'll sit down and start each one with. Uh, you know, with the lyrics. So, as I say, most times I've no idea what I'm going to do. There might be a title occasionally, but generally it's, yeah. it's the process is um, the melodies there kind of determines the way the lyric will be. You mentioned the Brill Building. I'm a big fan of those 60s songwriters and those 60s groups. And you're right, it was it it, it, it was it was a, a, a job for those people. It was, it was art, but it was a job. And they would rock up at 9 o'clock. They'd go and sit yeah, in yeah. their little booths with clock a guitar in. and a piano. Clock and, in. Yeah, yeah, they would yeah. clock in. Yeah, and Don, uh, and the Don, Don Kasner was the guy who ran it, and, and he's the one that he sold their songs. In other words, they'd come up with a song, he'd yeah. listen to it, he'd say, yeah, I can place that. Then he would give it to artists that were out there. And they were hugely successful. Goffin and King... Uh, Jerry Goffin mm. and Carl King were arguably the, the most successful. But Man and Wheel, who wrote um, on Broadway, yeah. they were there. So they're, they're all stuck and they're all competing with each other because they're all trying to outdo each other. They were all trying to give Dom as Kastner, the, the, at the end of the day, give them their song. Yeah. So it was, it was a, a cattle market, but in a way, a very productive one. And I think to have that man, it's good discipline to, to sit in a room and, and try to come up with something. And hopefully, the, the good thing about. Uh, not coming up with something, particularly if you play the piano, is that it's not a waste of time because you've practiced. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, so it's never a waste of time if you don't come up with anything. Were, uh, were you were you competitive in, in the seventies and the eighties, Gilbert? Were you were you kind of? Uh, you always seem to me to be kind of, you know, on the edge of everything. You seem to be a man alone. I don't know if I've got that right. Yeah, well, yeah, it, it's uh, it's a you know, I don't work, I don't co-write with anybody, so I, I don't you know. You look at record. Uh, look at CD records today by artists. Take a Rihanna. So, and look at the, the writing credits. Yeah. It's about eight people. Who, it's about eight people who write the song. Now, it, it's not so much lonely. It's it's uh, it, it, you're basically on your own. You're, you're the one doing. You're locked in a room on your own. Well, you're not locked in, but you're up there in in your little music room, and and it's there's nobody else involved. You just sit there. So it's a, it's a bit like if you were writing a book. Let's say you were to go off and write a book. You'd probably disappear up a hill. You know, mm. disappear somewhere to get that. Uh, 
quietness to, to, to be able to get on with it. So it's it's, it's much that. I'm, I'm not a kind of social animal. Mm. I'm pretty much, you know, I'm a family man. Uh, I like, I live in Jersey in the Channel Islands. It's a lovely place, good climate. I don't drive, so I go for long walks and stuff. So it's, you know, it suits me. It's not, you know, I'm, I'm not a, I don't have friends. I go to the pub every night and stuff. I, I'll enjoy a glass of wine or something, but I'm not a social person in that sense. And, and so perhaps that's part of, what makes you think that they, you know I'm, I'm kind of you know alone or on my own or something? Who who were you listening? Who were you listening to? Kind of before because you kind of you started late sixties, didn't you? With the first few records, who yeah. were your inspirations? Who who, who, who were, you know would you go home and pl- put on the record player? Well, in the beginning, the the biggest uh, in terms of songwriting was Lennon and McCartney, mm. of course, the, Be- the Beatles. They were also the catalyst for for images because they had Beatle haircuts and colourless jackets, which were kind of unique. And then Bob Dylan was my inspiration for singing, because I don't really have a great voice, but I have a distinctive voice. So I kind of sounded like Bob Dylan, and I just you know, created an image when I was trying to break into the business of, of looking very different. It created this character called Gilbert, and based on using a Charlie Chaplin uh, jacket and cap and boots and putting bass in the haircut. I mean, my haircut then was freakish, but today, if you look at pictures of me from the neck up, <laughs> I look like, a, you know, extremely fashionable because everybody has really short hair today. So. Who did, did you come up with that image yourself? Because nowadays, yeah. of course, it would be a team of 15 um, yeah. personal advisors and trainers and hair beauticians and, and fingernail yeah. technicians. Was yeah. it just you at home trying out different yeah. clothes? Well, yeah, I just, you know, the, the songwriting is serious, but there's a lighter side. And as I say, the catalyst was really the Beatles. And so when I came to London in 66 to try and break into the business, um, I, I just wanted to look different. So, so you know, long hair was here to stay. And I have to say that every record company I was involved with, right up to when Gordon Mills took me on, uh, nobody liked the image. They all thought, you know, they all said, grow your hair long and wear a pair of jeans, look like James Taylor, and mm. you'll, be far, you'll be far more successful than you're ever going to be looking like that. And in many ways, they were right, because there's no doubt that my songs were the reason I was successful. But the image put a lot of people off me. But I didn't care, because I didn't care that everybody disliked it. I was very determined to have it. And even if Gordon Mills, who managed Tom Jones, biggest artist in the world, if he had said, I'm not going to manage you if you don't get rid of that image, I would have walked. So I was that determined, because I knew I was capable of writing good songs. I wasn't just somebody who would be, who could write one song and that would be the end of it. I knew I was capable of continuing to write good songs. So I didn't worry about people not liking how I looked. I just wanted to, to, to be different, but it was impossible in the mid-60s to look different. <laughs> I mean, long hair was here to stay. So yeah. You know, I had to do something freaky. Everybody and, looked yeah. different in the 60s. That was the problem. <laughs> Did you did you have any training uh, on the piano, or did, were you self-taught? No, well, I had, uh, you know, my mother said I had piano lessons for a short period, but I didn't really like the theory of music. Mm. You must remember that, that most contemporary songwriters from Lennon and McCartney, Ray Davis, uh, Elton, uh, don't read music. We just yeah. do it. We're able to write because of a love of it. It's, got, it's not the theory that we're, we're you know, if, when it comes to writing, we turn to arrangers to arrange it for us and stuff. So, the, so our ability to write songs is based purely on a love of music. Did you enjoy the being a pop star? Because you did have, for a period, as a lot of those acts in the 70s did, you Mm. did have those screaming kind of teeny bopper fans. Mm. And from what I've read about you and what the the few interviews I've seen of you, Mm. you strike me, and tell me if I got this wrong, you strike me as being a very shy man. Yeah, I'm shy as a person privately, but I'm not shy in front of thousands of people performing my songs. That's the kind of 
that's the kind of weird weirdness and stuff. I mean, but it's kind of a cliche to hear that. You hear people say that I can be on stage uh, full of uh, no problem and stuff. But if I met any of the audience in the elevator afterwards, I would I would be I would bottle it up and stuff. So I think a basic shyness is something that's in you from your birth. So, and I've I've always managed to deal with that. But I have no problem performing my songs. I'm very comfortable because I'm singing my songs. Obviously, if I was singing other people's songs, I might be extremely nervous and stuff. So I'm I'm really confident. I have that sort of. Uh, I have a, a, a good, healthy arrogance to the business about, <laughs> about what I believe in. Yeah. And, uh, and I, that's kind of got me through. You good times as well as bad times. You mentioned singing other people's songs. Mm. Your songs have been covered by some incredible artists. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you're aware of the Harmar Superstar um, cover of Alone Again, naturally, which yeah. is brilliant. But yeah. also Neil Diamond, you know, all these, yeah, these yeah. big, big names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, Nina Simone, I mean, Esther, wow. Esther Phillips and... Uh, you know, yeah, it's one. I mean, I, the, the thing about uh, covers is that it's, it's a compliment. I never criticise any cover that, that, that I hear of my songs. I mean, I just feel it's a compliment to the writer that, that somebody wants to record it. I mean, I, I have some horrendous versions. I mean, I have a, a Japanese heavy metal version of Alone Again at 200 oh. miles an hour. Oh, man. It's just the funniest thing on earth. <laughs> but yeah, so it's fine. It's, you know, I really don't mind. It's there, but there are some really nice ones out there. The, the recent uh, Dana Kroll and Michael Bublé wow. is a really nice version and stuff. And Rumor did a version of of, uh, of We Will and stuff. So uh, you know, I like them all. It's it's interesting. And it's, I, I do. I mean, I'm a huge Neil Diamond fan, and he is mm. he is such a strong songwriter. To have him cover, you know, a, a, another songwriter's song yeah, yeah. is it's it's kind of a big deal. Do you, do you, do you? Do you ever feel that sometimes your back catalogue is perhaps overlooked, perhaps because of the image? Do you think that that, 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 that has somehow... I always think that Slade were as good as Led Zeppelin, mm. but because they wore the more ridiculous clothes, mm-hmm. they kind of get treated without with, with less respect than Led Zeppelin. I wonder if you feel that maybe that applies to you a little bit. Yeah, of course there's an element of that, because as I say, there wasn't one record company... You must remember, in 67, the first record company I was with was CBS, and so I presented the image to them, and they said, for God's sake, you know, please, please, just grow your hair, blue jeans, and uh, be brilliant. But I, I wouldn't do it. So there's no question that you, if you were a university student walking around the campus and, or walking around the, 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 the college uh, with a copy of my album on your arm, it, it was probably not the sort of thing you want to be seen with. And so, so there was that. And I think critics were, were, mm. di- didn't like, so, so, you know, so-called critics didn't like the fact that I didn't look like them. So, you know, that whole sort of non-image thing was very important for, for singers who wrote their songs. And so, but I, you know, I don't care. I mean, I, <laughs> you know, good, I, I'm, good. I'm happy to. I, I would have really been upset if I had compromised and did yeah. what they told me. I mean, so I'm proud of the fact that I, uh, <clears throat> that I stood by it because it served a purpose and we move on and, and you know, I'm happy to have... Uh, I mean, I look back with... With with a big smile on my face, yeah. when I see that I got away with it. <laughs> and I mean, and we'll, 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 you know, you're still recording, but the hits, the, the the big hits, and you sold tens of millions of records. You know, I mean, just a ridiculous amount. They've stood the test of time. You've got this new um, this, this uh, two CD, the Essential mm. Collection. Yeah. Um, w- w- easy to put together. Yeah, I mean, it's it's you know, the, 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 I mean, most of the, I mean, I've, I've released a lot of albums, so it wasn't a problem for me to go through these albums. For, I believe for the first time in many cases in 30, 40 years, and just to pick out something that I actually liked on those albums, yeah. which weren't necessarily uh, played or picked on at the time that they were released. So, I, so it was a, 
interesting. I really enjoyed the process of coming up with these. I actually had 73 tracks to, that I wanted to choose from. So we, we knuckled it down to 40, 42, 43. And I'm really happy with the result. It's a kind of good, you know, if you wanted to sum up my work, it's a good, you know, it's a good way of, of, of you know, if you like, you know, uh, what it's a I, good entree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, it's it's there. It's there's every kind of song. There's there's humour. There's seriousness. There's lightness. There's shade. You know, I, I feel it's a good uh, it's a good representation of my work. You're still writing, and you're still writing brilliant pop songs. I I just tweeted um, uh, No Way, which I think was from your last album last year, wasn't it? Yeah, the, the Latinology, which came out uh, late last year. And stuff, but that that is, sounds like it could have been seventy two or eighty two. You know, it, it, it it's 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 immediately recognisable as you. Mm, and it's not rocket science. I mean, it, again, it's the process of just sitting down trying to write a good melody, mm. then sitting down to come up with a good lyric. I mean, it's an interesting lyric to talk about. In no way is the fact that, you know, you're talking about a, a wife or a, or a girlfriend who thinks you're having an affair and you want to to prove to her that that, that is not true, that what she might be hearing or the rumours about an affair. You know, it's an interesting subject because it goes on all around us. So I'm observing this kind of thing, reading about it. So it was good for me to, to put that into a lyric, that's all. I have to ask, Gilbert, that Viv Stanchel from The Bonzos, I believe he was interested in some of your songs. Is that right? No, I didn't know that, but I, I, oh. I, th- I thought he was a, a, a wonderfully eccentric. He, he's he's also character. a brilliant a brilliant wordsmith in a, in a similar way to you. The power of words, you know, that, that you and Stanchel both display in, in different styles, but it's it's very powerful. You think Bonzo? You mean that? I mean, what do you mean in terms? I mean, I like Bonzo or Dudaban. I mean, I, I'm not sure. <laughs> I mean, Spike Milligan was a big influence for me on, mm. on lyrics because I love the, the the way he uses words nonsensical approach to words. I, I do that in a lot of my uh, lyrics. I like being able to to alter the, the meaning of words and stuff. So that, that's a Milligan influence. Uh, Viv Stanchel, I'll have to look that up. <laughs> well, do, Viv, Viv Stanchel, really Sir Henry at Rawlinson's End was a solo yeah. album he did, and it's okay. just, it's, if you like the kind of Milligan wordplay, then yeah, that's yeah. just, it's, yeah. it's, it's yeah. word treacle. Yeah. Um, Gilbert O'Sullivan, The Essential Collection, is uh, is out now, and it's it, you know it's I, I thoroughly recommend it. You're still playing shows as well. Yeah, we did a sellout earlier this year again, combining uh, from the Latin Allergy album released late last year, and so um, that was early on in the year. And then we we go to Europe next month, and we go to Japan, and then next February because it will be 50 years in the business, 67 wow. to 2017. We'll be doing 10 or 12 UK dates finishing up in the Barbican in London, I think. And then we, we go to, uh, we do a concert with an orchestra in Dublin, I think. We're oh. doing a large orchestral. Uh, so, yeah, that will take me up to March, and then March it stops. It's almost a year of promotion, and then I go back to the um, to looking forward to the next project, the next batch of songs that I'm ho- hopefully able to write. Gilbert, it, it, it's such a thrill to talk to you. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm definitely going to try and come and see you at the Barbican, because it's a fantastic venue, and B, I've never seen you, and I, I, I would absolutely love to. Is there one song, and I'm going to try and find it, <clears> is <throat> there one song of yours that doesn't get played all that often that you think, why do they never play that song? One that you, you the, one of your kind of favourites that is, is perhaps a bit of a hidden gem? Well, on the compilation, I mean, I put in tracks that, that, that I really like, songs that have been released, but 
didn't get like the, the, the first song you played all they wanted to say I was really proud of the song mm. but because it was political it, 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 it uh, distracted uh, radio producers that, mentioning terrorism and stuff it's not the sort of thing that they necessarily want to be playing yeah. but I'm, I, it didn't bother me that they didn't play that I was proud of the fact that I wrote it very pleased with the success of writing a song and recording it and being happy with it because I have no control beyond that but there's a song on this album called Answers on a Postcard I really liked it I recorded that with with a sort of jazz trio uh, Laurie Holloway, who does arrangements for me, he's a wonderful arranger. So Laurie's trio, I brought them over to Jersey. I have a purposeful studio, and the album was piano foreplay. And I used his musicians throughout the whole album. So there is that kind of jazz tinge to it. And the song answers on a postcard, please. It's I, I love the title, and so it's it's a you know it's a song I really like. I'm kind of very proud of it, but not many people would know <laughs> would know of it. And that's why it's nice that it appears on this collection. Gilbert, I have found it. I'm going to play it for you, sir. It's an absolute pleasure to, to uh, speak to you. Best Brilliant. of luck with this and, and best of luck with the tour and, 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 you know, long may your success continue. Thank you, yeah, mate. And if you come to the barbecue and look us up, just ask for Kevin and, and, you, <laughs> and you'll come and see us. Well, Gilbert, my I will bro- do, mate. That'll be my brother. OK, brilliant. brilliant. Thank you, mate. Don't say that on air because everybody's going to come and ask for Kevin now. <laughs> They'll all be asking for Kevin. <laughs> Gilbert, I'll, I will come and meet you and shake your hand. Thank you so much, yeah, mate. It's a pleasure. Thank Take you care. very bye-bye. much. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, there we go. What a lovely gentleman. And here's the song he just uh, mentioned. Answers on a postcard. I'm lost and all alone. What do I do? The girl that I'm in love with says we're through.
talking well he was the nicest man ever wasn't he i'm trying new headphones tonight and i'm not convinced i'm not convinced it doesn't matter i wait four for back to normal service resumes by the way guys oh yeah george galloway got a lot of phone calls did he right he's your new favorite is he well that didn't last long did it that didn't last long me being the favorite you utter utter slime bags jeez so I didn't get many phone calls yesterday, and he got a load tonight. Right, like that is it? War is it? Right. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Ian Lee, Talk Radio. We call you back, guys. We call you back. Um, not a lot to talk about tonight. Oh, I learned something over the weekend. I believe it's what annoying knobs would call a life hack. Kath, come in, come in, because I'm gonna I'm gonna blow your mind with something that I bet you don't know. I bet you don't know this. Catherine, the producer, strides purposefully into the studio. Yeah, what? She walks over to the microphone to the left of me. Mm-hmm. I learnt something. By the way, our, our fridge freezer is knackered. The oh. fridge doesn't fridge anymore. The freezer freezes, the fridge doesn't refrigerate. I think we need to defrost the freezer for two days, and that might fix it. Anyway, I learnt a life hack. A good story. Well, I learnt a thing. I learnt that there is such a thing called a life hack. Yeah. Which is bent, isn't it? Mm-hmm. A life hack. So, what is a life hack? Well, it's it's just a, it's knowledge. Yeah. It's like knowledge. It's like finding out there's a thing in each side of your um, tinfoil thing yeah. to hold your tube in, so it doesn't just go across the floor. All right, Dennis Lacourier from Doctor. I Hook. already knew that. But you got that from him this week, didn't you? Well, I know that he discovered it, and I thought, gosh, the thrill of discovering it's that. It's like um, finding out. Something. So I, I learnt a life hack. I learned that, first of all, the first life hack is everyone who calls things, calls knowledge life hacks are idiots. Yeah. But the second life hack I learnt was I was really hungry. As you know, I'm trying not to eat sweeties and cereals and things like that. Mm-hmm. Right. I was really hungry. All was there was sweeties. Sweeties. <gasps> sweeties. And there was, there was pasta. <laughs> I had some sweeties yesterday and boy, I, I paid the price. I had some biscuits and a bowl of um, all brown. Not all brand, um, usually. Very sugary. Thanks oh, wait, for confession. Four nine nine one thousand. In the freezer was a steak. Oh. A frozen, thick steak. I've never cooked a steak before. You just fry it. I poured, to, to, when I was frying it, I poured soy sauce on it and paprika. Oh. That's just, an odd combo. <laughs> I just found Who do you think you are? Heston Blumenthal. Oh, you're trying. <laughs> so, but it was frozen. Well, you cooked it from... No, no. Go on. How would you defrost it? What quickly? Yeah. Hot water. No, nah, mate, that cooks it. I'm asking no. how would you? No, that cook that Warm cooks it. Warm water in a bowl. No, nah, mate, that cooks it. How would you defrost it in say thick steak in ten minutes put without it, hot water? Did you put it down your trousers? <laughs> 
we got, we got armadillos down our trousers. No, I've learnt a life hack. Go on. This is genuinely... And I read it, I googled it, right? And I thought, this is a... It's called life hack, and this, what it's telling me is so obviously bullshit, I can't believe I'm going to fall for it. But then I did it. I didn't want to microwave it. No, because that will start cooking it. Start cooking it. Didn't want to put it in warm water. That will start cooking it. No, it won't. It won't defrost it in the middle. Here's here's a life hack, guys. Let's see if anyone on Twitter has uh, got it. And if if you have, I... Stop calling it a life hack. I'm going to block you. Um, um, No. Okay, don't need to block anymore. I know something you don't know. Come on. What you do, if you get the steak wrapped up, Right, you get a ba- get a metal baking tray from the oven, cold. Put that on a flat surface. Yeah, you get the steak uh-huh. wrapped up, frozen. What's it wrapped in? Well, just the packaging it comes in. Right, go on. Put it on the. So it's still got the meat nappy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, this just this is in a plastic tray with like a sort of cellophane. Got top. yeah. Put it on there. Right. Then you got a bowl. You're so pleased with yourself. I'm so pleased. Then you get a metal saucepan. Right. Fill it up with water, not hot, not cold, room temperature. Tepid. Yeah. And you put it on top. You leave it for ten minutes, completely defrosted. That's insane. That's insane. Okay. And it works. Mm -hmm. Why does it work? Because metal conducts heat. Correct. Amundo, Officer Fonzarelli. Well done. Five stars. And and I, I I did it. I thought, this is ridiculous, right? This is frozen solid. Maybe I'm reading the instructions wrong. Stay there, Jay and Alan. I'll come to you in a minute. 0844 499 And because the water's not over a heat source, it's not ever going to get to the point where it starts cooking it, I guess. All right, Columbo. I'm just guessing. Um, just have a hunch. Because it's not going to start cooking it, because it's, it's, just, it's just basically... It's, the, the water is basically just to push the, the, the pan down on it. Um... And it, and I and I did it. I thought this is a wind-up, or it's stop. Not... When you put the water in, so the water wasn't warm. No, <laughs> no, mate, no. Okay, now my mind is starting to. We don't get warm water in our kitchen. That's a different story altogether. Right. Um, so no, it was cold water. You're not supposed to use cold water. It's supposed to be room temperature Tepid. water. For cold water, no. And what it is? It's the it's the metal pushing down on it conducts warmth. And I went back after a Hang minute. On. Stop. So. It's in the baking tray, in the baking tray, right. on top of the pan of water. The, the the there is a metal tray, steak still in its wrapping. It's got to be in its wrapping. Pan on top. Saucepan full of water right, on top. Okay, yeah, got you. And I went back well, after that's... a minute, right? And I thought well, this is going to be frozen solid, and it was a bit squidgy. And I thought this is, this is like black magic. This is the probably can't call it black magic now. Got to call it what the magic of an ethnic diversation. It's not, it's not the same as black people, though, is it? So we can call it black exactly. magic. Exactly. Why are you saying this out loud? You can't say blackboards. Yes, you can. Yeah. You don't call them blackboards because they're whiteboards now. Mm-hmm. You go into school, they don't have blackboards. Not because it's racist, but because they don't use chalk. Tell you something about whiteboards. Yeah. My daughter's school Coming over here. Yeah. Go on, you whiteboards. Go on, we voted you lot out. Go on, jog on. My- I want to get a T-shirt made up that says... Uh, it's going to say blackboards, crossed out, and underneath whiteboards... Uh, here to stay and proud. No, I hate whiteboards. I'll tell you why. Okay. My daughter's school, some wise-ass decided it might be nice to have the little girls in yellow cardigans. Like it. Yellow cardigans. Yeah. They also decided it might be good to replace the blackboards with whiteboards. Whiteboards. Yeah. There's often not a rubber available, so what do the little girls do? They write on it with a, maybe a black or a green or a red marker. Yeah. They use their sleeves. Well, it's, That but, does not come out. Of course, yes, it does, mate. They're not using Sharpies... In schools, they can't because I've nicked them all. 
So back to my T-shirt design. It's going to be blackboards. And um, and on the blackboard... Scott, if you're listening, get sketching. He'll do this as well, because he's bloody good. Um, it, so it's a blackboard with a chalk drawing of... Um, Crying cactus. No, 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 no. Um, um, Farage. Oh. And some Polish builders. And a Pakistani. And it'll be crossed out. And then underneath it'll say, whiteboards... Loud and proud since 1852. Wow, I don't really know what that message is sending out and, and whether it's a pa- Scott, know, could appropriate you, in the could, current climate. Well, we'll find out. Scott will now mock one up and we will tweet that. I don't think he will. Anything. The thing is, in the current climate, Catherine, anything goes, baby. Have you not seen the, the racial abuse that we're allowed to hurl around Yeah, now? but I don't want to join in with it. I think I do. Oh, no. I think I do. It looks fun. No, it doesn't. It looks ugly. The one on the, the, the tram... Was a very drunk lout. And the bloke was, was American. And massive. Yeah. They should have let him have it. Um, I don't know if there's, there's... I don't know if there has been more racial abuse since the bad guys won. Uh, or if the... Or, well, no. Or we're attributing it. Or if the, the, the press... Is, yes, OK, the Polish centre, the first graffiti they've had in 50 years, they say, but then they would say that, wouldn't they, those damned war heroes? Um, so I wonder if, if it's that thing that we know the press do where they will look for patterns where there aren't yeah. necessarily patterns. I saw someone tweet today that um, a girl had been uh, phoned them up saying that they'd been shouted at for speaking Spanish in the street. My friend from Chile... I was walking down the street with her one day and we were talking Spanish and someone shouted at us, go back to Poland. But that was ages ago, so you can't blame it no, on the Brexit. No, you can't blame that on... unless it, I mean, how, how ages ago? Six months? Y- year and a half. OK. Well, she should go back to Poland. She's never been to Poland. Well, she should go there for the first time. It's a lovely even, country. She doesn't even look Polish. She looks like Dora the Explorer. Well, hang on a second. What? Doesn't even look Polish? Do you know what you just said, Farage? And Spanish doesn't sound anything like Polish. What the hell is this? She should be speaking Anglaise. No, we were talking about secrets. Well, then I want to hear... Jay and Alan, stay there, please. Stop fighting for my attention. Then I want to hear... If you're, if you're in my country... Right? No, mine. Right, well, it's, it's mine. If you're in my country... You're like half Scottish, aren't you? Foreigners, right? And you're speaking secrets. Mm. You bloody well speak them in English. You bloody well speak those secrets in English. I don't go over to bloody India or um, Nigeria speaking um, secrets in, in, in a secret foreign code, do I? What, in English? No, I don't. No, I don't. I don't go to those places. But if I did and I was speaking secrets, I would do it in their native tongue. Nigerian and Hindustani. <laughs> That's what I would do. You are a ridiculous person. No, I'm not, Catherine. <laughs> I'm the answer. I'm the answer. What was the question? Who's a massive plum? The question is Britain? Question mark. The answer. Not e- likely. E- the English. I fonds. want my country back. Yeah, I do. I, I do. Want... Want, I do want my country back. And I want the blackboards gone. I want the whiteboards here to stay since 1855. I wonder if Scott's had time to do that T-shirt yet. He's taking a little bit of time there. He's obviously putting a lot of thought into it, as he often does with these <laughs> off-the-cuff um, creations. Oh. There we go. Um, I also want... Uh, a t- all secrets in English. All secrets in English, please. For 
Good. Oh wait, four 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 nine nine one thousand. Aquí no hay secretos. What did you say? Exactly. No, you see. Go back. Go back to Swaziland. Mm? Go back to Swaziland and uh, where they speak Swahili. <laughs> <laughs> Answer the phone, Zed. We voted you lot out. But why are you here? I like that line. So, um, the, 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 uh, in in Swaziland, they speak uh, Swahili. Swav. Yeah. That was good, yeah. Um, that was an excellent one. Thank you. I've been sitting on that for about 20 years. Oh, I wait, wonder four, why four. you were looking a bit cockeyed. 499 is the telephone number. So, as a result of, of, um, uh, of Brexit... Of the meat. And oh. uh, with great apologies to everyone today, I accidentally triggered Article 50. So I, it, I'm sorry, I slipped and fell and I fell on it. Um, so that's happening. And it's great because it finally means um, um, we can send them all back. Uh, they could send our lot back and all, though. Ooh. All those berry brown pensioners ah. in uh, the Costa del Sol. Imagine all the tanned pensioners and, and drug mules and thieves coming back over, and like then all the EDF and the the the, the British the, the English society, whatever they're called, no, not the, 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 the National Heritage Society and all these other racist <laughs> organisations. The National Trust has nothing to do with it. Are they not? No. I've totally. I, I'm going to try and get my money back. Um, and they, <laughs> they, they they all these brown pensioners get off the. Go on, get back. Go on, get back to India. But they've just come from Spain. They've just got very deep tan, and, and they're mahogany. very mahogany. They are mahogany colour, and they're going. We come from. Go on, get back. I'm from Margate. Yeah, get back, get back. Mm. And then there's one fella going. Um, but you can come and look at our stately homes because the message hasn't got to him that the National Trust <laughs> isn't involved. Isn't involved, and he's he's he thinks it's there to try and welcome the. Um, the uh, illegal immigrants, as they will be then, mm. um, to have a look Certainly at the stately, homes, the stately homes of England. Yeah. Well, that's that sorted, Catherine. Glad to help. Thank you very much indeed. That was a good meat hack, by the way. Yeah, it works. I'm going to call it a meat tip, if you don't mind. Late night, Ian Lee. Unfiltered night talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on talk radio. We have ways of making you talk. Russ, Anna, stay there. Um, Jay and Alan, 0844-499-1000. Let's go to Jay first. Good evening, Jay. Hip, 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 Ian. Hip, 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 Jay. How's it going? Yeah, it's all right, actually. I'm, I'm, I'm knackered. I'm, I'm thrilled we got to speak. Here's the thing. Gilbert O'Sullivan's people were worried um, yeah. that we were going to take the mick. Um, right, rightfully so. You know, you you got to be. You, you want to protect your um, your uh, turn, as as it were. And we had to because they, you know, thought I was the bloke from the eleven o'clock show, which I am, but I'm not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we had to say no, well, no, I no. Got that until recently as well. Yeah. Well, no, exactly. And I did until until only a few years ago, and I'm not. <laughs> and it's quite freeing realizing I'm not. I'm still working out what I am, but I'm not. Um, and we had okay. to say to them, no, 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 no. First of all, um, we're not talk sport, and secondly, we only get people on this show that that me and Kath are huge fans of that we we absolutely adore right we we've not had anybody it was it was by coincidence that he was he was um, he's got that greatest hits to to sell you know we 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 just go and we we approach people that we really really like and we're big fans of and we sent that to them <laughs> I think you came across very nicely. I thought it was a really good interview. I thought he was an absolutely decent, thoroughly excellent, delightful bloke. We're all going to go turn up at the Barbican next year and ask for <laughs> Kevin on the door, <laughs> which yeah. is going to go down badly. But I thoroughly enjoyed that. What a nice man. Anyway, Jay, what you got for us? Um, well, I, actually, not very much. I've just been binging listening your podcast. Oh, right. And, uh, this is the first time I've uh, uh, listened live, as it were. Actually, I tell, tell a lie. I listened live... Um, 
for about five minutes. Oh. Was it last week or week, week before? And I got very scared. It was just people sobbing on the radio. People sodding? And they were sobbing. Sobbing? sobbing. Yeah, I, I phoned it and you, you were talking about it being a very awkward half hour. I and, don't, uh, don't remember that. Sobbing and for then, half and an then hour. It, it, was, it, was, it wasn't on the podcast. So I, I thought that must have been some, something people, awful happened. But people sobbing for I'm half sure. an hour? Well, no, I think I think I think I, I think you made reference to it being this has been an odd half hour. I don't, well, it's, I, I, it quite often is an odd half hour. I don't. <laughs> here's the thing, right, was, uh, Jay? I, 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 I literally struggle to remember what I did in the sh- in, in yesterday's yeah, yeah, yeah. show because once I've done it, I kind of dump it from my brain. My, when I when I meet people, when I go, go and do shows and things where there are people there, and they come up to me and they say, "Oh, I, I phoned you once on your show," <laughs> and I think, yeah. and I say, the first thing you I know. say is, "Was I rude to you?" And yeah. sometimes they say yes, and. Uh, I, I really struggle to remember their calls just because I've had thousands of them. And so as soon as the show is done, I will dump it yeah, yeah. from my head. Good. Was it Was it when Caddick was snoring? Uh, I, don't, I, to be honest, I don't know. I, it, okay. just, it sounded very scary. Because I was only just getting into it. I started listening to you. I heard you on Adam Books', Adam Books podcast. So I started listening to the, uh, the old podcast then, ah, yes. and, uh, and and you've dragged me into the Dr. kind of person who phones up talk radio now. There so we go. For with that, the... for that but I'll never forgive you for that. Well, but, but Jay, this is it. This is the slippery slope. You'll uh, <laughs> you'll soon be writing strong letters of complaint to the yeah. Radio Times, yeah. or getting arrested for being awful on Twitter. Yeah, you could, Perhaps. you could, you could. That, that could be another thing. And the, 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 the Doctor Buckles podcast was um, he's again. He's such a nice man. Um, yeah, how, yeah. how is he so successful in show business when he's so delightful? That's the. Uh, that's the question. <laughs> for those I, who missed it, for those that. who missed it, Adam Buxton, um, from you, some of you may know him from Adam and Joe or for Six Music, he does a, 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 a brilliant podcast um, and he's had amazing guests on there. He's had uh, John Ronson and um, he's had Joe on there and um, the one that got me was the uh, the Kathy Burt one. That was the one that got me hooked. Uh, and he asked yeah. me to go on there and I'm on one of them and, it, uh, you know, it's it's um, it, it was an, very honoured to do it. I don't think I'm, you know, anywhere near as good as the rest of the people, but it was the I, thrill I, I, to do. I, I, I thought you came across very well. In fact, I did a whole story about how uh, you no longer worked for a radio station that we shall not speak its name. Yes. Um, got me kind of, I got. I started going on YouTube and listening to that, and I thought, well, he seems like a good bloke if he's willing to... Uh, not one! Kind of, uh, go, uh, go crazy. Here we go, Jay. Uh, not uh, one gay man has offered to initiate me in gay sex. Oh. Not one gay man has done it. <laughs> I lost my job for you lot. I yeah. lost my flipping job for you lot. The least you could do is come and, you know. Although if that was the only reason you did it, I'm starting to doubt <laughs> your decency. I used to. When I was... Um, if, when if, I was if, a, if this is a trick to get you some action, then I'm not sure <laughs> I can condone that. When I was a younger man, I used to get chatted up by blokes. Not a, not a lot. But um, yeah. I, I, I did a bit. And when I say chatted up, it wasn't always chatted up. It was, it was quite often I'd get the eye... I would get the eye yeah, yeah, from, yeah. From, from mainly older men, but when I was in my twenties, yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, I, and as I've got older, I, d- I don't, I don't get the eye anymore from men. And it's, well, it's, I know it's, it's upsetting, know. isn't it? It is, it is I, a little I, bit. I, yeah. I, I grew up in around Manchester, and as a, as, a, as a young lad, one of the places that you could guarantee to get served underage was down Canal Street. Yeah. And so, being kind of you know very open-minded, not 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 at all uh, uh, prejudiced young men, we go down there and pretty brazenly floated men to get drinks bought for us, and oh, then just not do anything about it. Which is a bit, you know, it's you're a, a peating, on in it. You're exactly. a peating, exactly. Wow. I didn't realise that until <laughs> you asked. 
Is that now misogynistic to call me that? I don't understand anymore. I don't. I don't. I don't know anything anymore, Jay. <laughs> Apparently, it's acceptable to be a massive racist now. So you know yeah, that's. Well, that's- yeah, that's come back in fashion. The seventies are so back in fashion. Um, but I would have, I would have people say, "Don't you, don't you, don't you think it's horrible? You get an eyed up by a bloke." I say, "No, not at all." No. You know, I'm, I'm not. Nothing's going to happen. But, but someone still finds me attractive. Beautiful. Yes, yeah, please. Yeah, I wish, I wish it still happened. I wish it still happened, mate. Yep. That was that was the nineties when everyone was attractive, but not anymore, mate. Not anymore. <laughs> it's all gone. It's all gone. Uh, do we get to your point, Jay? I'm, I'm, I'm never sure. There uh, may not have been one. Was, well, it, was, it was a bit blowing smoke up your uh, oh. to say that I enjoyed very much your broadcasting and your podcasting. Um, but I did because I, I just binged about. Yes. Six of your shows, there's so much rushing around my head that I don't know. Oh, Frank Sidebottom, yep. let's talk about that. I, I, I do, I, I uh, from, from, from Stockport, as I say, um, not a million miles away from Timperley, yep. and uh, a, a big fan of that, so I, was, so I was enjoying that. He did a song once called um, uh, Stockport is Fantastic. Um, he did a song called what? Sorry, I missed that. It was a version of, you know, Christmas is Fantastic. Oh, he did Stockport is Really Fantastic, did he? Did Stockport he? is Really Fantastic. Um, it was it's just slightly disingenuous of him, because it's not really, but um, we, we enjoy it, and we, we, we occasionally play that in the, uh, the ukulele troupe that I'm a member of. Well done, you. Do, do, do you play instruments yourself? You I do. Do you dabble? Do you I, dabble? I do play, I play, I, I play a bit of bass guitar, the old bass guitar. Oh, yeah. And um, I played ukulele, but I, I, I got okay at it, but now I can't remember any of the chords. I've been fingering. My mate Chris runs a music <laughs> concession. <laughs> Hang on, can you just clarify the punctuation of that? Oh, I've been fingering. Um, yeah. um, uh, the, the semicolon. You thought <laughs> my mate Chris yeah. runs a music concession in a department store near where I live, and I keep oh, going in. And here comes the bit I keep fingering. Um, I keep fingering his um, um, mandolin. Yeah, I just thought, I just got off my birthday, mate. Did just you? Got off my birthday. Absolutely love it. Yeah, it sounds incredible. I mean, it would it would what, be a whole. What's, what's he got? What, what's the model? What's oh, the do you know? I don't. I I don't know. And, and there was he did have like a, a one you could plug in, and that one's gone. And I, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'd want. Can, but... I, can I give you? Can I give you a bit of advice? I did a bit of research in this because I got it for my birthday. My missus got it for me, but obviously yeah. I did. I did, didn't let her go crazy. I, I kept her on a tight rein, and yeah. and and, uh, and and so I've just got a seagull mandolin. Yeah. And it's beautiful. And it, cause the thing is with mandolins, the bottom end, the cheaper end, they struggle. You tend to have to pay over the odds, like twice the, the, the value of a guitar to get one of a similar kind of level. A seagull? A seagull mandolin. It's a new type of mandolin based on their dulcimer they've made, carved out of one piece of wood, 300 quid. Beautiful, mate. Ooh. Get one. Get yourself one of them. Oh, I'm looking at them now. Bloody hell. Yeah, yeah, Jay, yeah. It sounds amazing. Thanks for calling, mate. I really appreciate it. No problem, mate. Cheers. Keep it up, mate. All the best. Ta-ta. Bye. Bye-bye. Yes, Alan. Hip, hip, hip. Hip, hip, hip. and Russ, stay there. I'm going to come to you next. I may come to you after the news. We'll sort something out. 0844 499 1000. We yes. call you back. We call you back. Yes, Alan. By the way, Alan, because... Um, uh, mm, this is awkward. 0844 499 1000. We call you back. Yeah, because you've been saying that, you legally have to pay the phone bill, and it's just come through today. Um, it's about three and a half grand. Shall we just send it over to you? Oh, the thing is, you know, we've got to kind of pay it sharpish. Um, if I go, if I give you, if I give you my email, Ian at Ian dot com, if you just do it in a PayPal, and if, if if I don't get it by the end of the week, I'm going to come and put bricks through your window. Well, considering I've just set up a new doorway, the page uh, a tribute to you. What? 
Access of a new talk radio page as a tribute to you. Where? On Facebook. Oh, for crying out loud, there's, there's two of them already. This one I made called Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh, for goodness sakes, you perverts. No, I set it up today, and I was going to make her an admin. I don't... Oh, God. Alan! I don't know. Alan Caddick. It's Alan Caddick. Alan Caddick has done it again. Oh, Alan, Alan Caddick. It's Alan Caddick. Alan Caddick. He's done it again. With Kevin. With Kevin. I can't find it, Alan. Well, if, if you type Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh, there it is. It's got 18 people like it. First eighteen people. Yeah, those those pictures you've you've used are copyrighted. So, well, you can blame Jim Wogan for that. Well, he's an admin as well. Well, I'm going to blame my fist is going to blame your face for that. So, how, how does that feel? Well, I'll pass the message on to Jim because he used those pictures. Okay, right. And now Penny Lincoln just joined. Right. Well, but the thing is, the, 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 well, Alan, first of all, I'm flattered and I'm humbled and I'm honoured, OK? That's very and you've kind. got a link to the Periscope as well. OK, that's got very kind. Um, hey, do you know what? Whatever. Yes, it's groovy. I don't need to be an admin, Alan. It's your baby. You run with it. You enjoy it. I w- and l- I wish you the best of luck. For, for, thank you for pu- publicising the show. There we go. Yeah, that, that was my main point for this evening. Oh, that you've become a potentially lethal stalker. Well, I'm, well, like I said, I just wanted to promote the same my well, own way. Alan, it is appreciated. I've clicked like. I'm liking it. Thank you very much, Ian. Cheers, my dears. Ta-ta. 0844-499-1000 is the, uh, the telephone number if you want to give us a call. We haven't got a guest on Friday, have we? I get confused because you're away Friday. And you're away Friday. Flip it. Can you believe this, right? So, Ian... And Catherine are both away on Friday. Are you away Monday, Ed, or you? You're both, they're both away Friday and Monday, right? I've got people I've never met coming in. Well, one of them I met before, Emma, right? But um, I've got. I'm working with a whole new team on Friday and Monday. What could possibly go wrong? Who's gonna press the? You see, guys. We just um, we just dumped um, there. Did you get it, Id? Did you get the dump? Well done, you see. Who's going to do that on Friday? Who's going to do that on Friday? When I'm feeling um, when I'm feeling um, impish and mischievous. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. So what have we talked about so far? Mandolins, Facebook pages, Gilbert O'Sullivan. Oh, well, I got tricked. Oh, I got tricked on the way into work. Oh. Oh, I got tricked. And I've, I've not got the name of the gentleman with me. I left their card in my car. Um, did I put it in my pocket? No, I left it in the car. I got tricked by some gentleman. I got all excited um, as I was driving through London on the way to work. It was grey and it was miserable. And I came around the corner and outside Tate, Britain... I drove past, and there was a psychedelic Rolls Royce. And I went, bloody hell, it's John Lennon's car! And I pulled into a lay-by, screeched into a lay-by, I jumped out and started taking photos, and there was a bloke there, and I went, is this yours? He went, yeah, yeah. I said, is it the one? He went, yeah, 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 yeah. I said, is it, is it actually the one? He went, yeah, yeah, of course it's the one. I said, flip it, eh? Can I sit in it? And I went and sat in it, and I got pictures taken, and I had a look around and stuff like that. 
And then I got back to work and then I checked on the internet and it wasn't the one. For 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 ten minutes. And do you know what? It does it, it kind of ties in with Kung Fu Elliot to a certain extent. Does it matter that it wasn't the one? Does it matter? If it's fake, no, not really. There was, a, there was an element of disappointment, an element of feeling slightly duped um, when I realised it wasn't John Lennon's Rolls Royce. But there was also 10 minutes of my life when I thought I was sat in John Lennon's Rolls Royce. Do you know what I mean? And actually, that 10 minutes of um, suspended belief or incorrect belief it, is more powerful than the, the five minutes of... Uh, I had afterwards. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Talk radio. Talk radio. Oh, well, suddenly an hour has gone by. What happened? Oh yeah, we've talked about um, 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 uh, life hacks. Who the hell came up with that? It's just knowledge. Did anyone else know know you could defrost a steak in ten minutes like that? You see, this show is educational, guys. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. is the telephone number. Hamas Superstar. Who remembers that guy? Anyone? He did um, 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 Easy Pass. He looked like um, Ron Jeremy. That's who he looked like. And boy, did he get upset when uh, I said that to him on live television. Don't mention that again, man. Sorry, Ron. I mean, uh, Ma. Superstar. 0844 499 1000. So, defrosting uh, steak. 
uh, uh, ukuleles and mandolins, Gilbert O'Sullivan. Um... Oh, did anyone? Now, I know we don't talk about that. Did you hear um, Farage um, um, in, in the, the, the parliament? <laughs> Can I play a bit of it? What a knob. <laughs> this is Farage. He goes to the European Parliament, right? You have to turn this up a bit because it's a bit low. Listen, listen to him. This is after, obviously, we voted out. Good morning. Good morning. He's got a little semi there. Funny, isn't it? Isn't it funny? You know, when I came here 17 years ago and I said that I wanted to lead a campaign to get Britain to leave the European Union, you all laughed at me. Well, I have to say, you're not laughing now, are you? And the reason you're so upset, the reason you're so angry, has been perfectly clear from all the angry exchanges this morning. You, as a political project, are in denial. You're in denial that your currency is failing. You're in denial... Well... Just, well, just look at the Mediterranean. <laughs> no, 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 as a... No, no, no. As a policy to impose poverty on Greece and the rest of the Mediterranean, you've done very well. What happened? I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a knob, but fair play. Fair play to stand up in a room of people that hate you and, um, and basically just flick them the Vs. He's just stood up and he's just flicking them the Vs for 20 minutes, saying, come on, if you want it, come and have it. Oh, wait, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Russ! Hey. Russ, oh, Hazel, Russ, oh, Cadbury's take them and they cover them in chocolate. They prefer a finger of full duty, boy. There we go, ladies and gentlemen, there we go. Steady on, Tiger, steady on. I'm having terrible trouble down there at the moment, so let's, le- let's let bygones be bygones, shall we? What have you got for us, Russell? <laughs> he- he got quite a bit of support in that room, uh, Old Farage. Well, yeah, but then they, you know, it was a tense. It was the old tense uh, tension, the tense atmosphere of um, loads of people hating one person. There wasn't loads of support. There's a little bit of support from yeah. There's a little bit. So, yeah, we'll move on from that. I don't think uh, that's a subject for this show. How's things anyway, mate? Things, things, Russ, things, Russ, things, Russ, things, Russ, things, Russ, things, Russ, are all right. I went into, I had to go into London today to, for a meeting and to see, get this, a psychiatrist in Harley Street. Oh, oh, this is, that's reminded me. I had to go, I went to the chiropodists, right? We don't call them chiropodists, we call them podiatrists. And here's the thing I've, no, I've noticed, right, right? And I've been to a few different female Sure, podiatrists, right? The women podiatrists are all the the three that I've been to. They're all a little bit scatty. They're just a little bit uh, delightful, absolutely delightful people, right? But a little bit flighty and a little bit scatty. And this one I saw today, she was brilliant. I thought I had verrucas, Russ. I didn't. She said, don't worry, they're not Verrucas. So, we just put a bit of cream on there. That'll be fine. Don't you worry about that. She said, you've got fungus in your slippers. We've all got, fu- we've all got fungus in our shoes, guys, and in, on our feet. and in our so- We've all got fungus. It's nothing to- I'm not ashamed of having fungus in my shoes. 
You know what it is? You, you got foot rot. It's a bit like trench foot, yes. like the soldiers used to get in the war. She said, do you, do you, are your shoes very old? And I was wearing these shoes. If you're looking on Periscope, you can see uh, right through the heel. Yes. She said, you've you probably got fungus in your shoes and in your slippers. I went, oh, blimey. Um, but she, they have to do, because it's the first time I've seen this one, they have to do like a full me- that medical questionnaire where they ask you um, what, What's wrong with you? She said, have you got anything wrong with you? I said, no, you had asthma, no, heart, heart failure. Any, are you on any medication? I said, oh, yes, I am. She said, what are you on? I said, oh, I'm on antidepressants. And she looked at me. She put her hand on my knee and went, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, I was so, I was, she didn't, she didn't put her hand on my knee. She put her hand on my arm, sorry. And she, she looked at me and said, oh. And I was so. It's a shame. It, 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 that's, that's what the message. And I did, was not in any way patronised by that. I thought, oh, what a lovely gesture. What a lovely, lovely gesture for her to do that. Because there's some people that, that don't know what to do, so they just look at you awkwardly. There's some people that, that you know... And she, that was her way. She put her, her hand on my arm and went... Oh. And I thought, what a lovely woman. What a lovely woman. What a, and also, what a great way of dealing with it. Perfect. Anyway, I've not got I've not got Verrucas, so so yes, yeah, so that so the day has been brilliant, Russ. I was expecting to have months of painful freezing treatment, and and no 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 no. She just rubbed a bit of cream on there and, and clipped my toenails. Beautiful. Clip the old talons. You know, you know how to sort that out mate, with your slippers. You know, burn them. Oh no, mate. No, I I, I get very. I, I, do you know what? I'm going to go. Tomorrow, if I get up in time, because I've got a busy day tomorrow, if I get up in time, I'm going to go to Marx's and I'm going to treat myself to a new pair of slippers. Here's what I'm doing tomorrow, right? At three o'clock, I am recording a week's worth of links for BBC Radio 4 Extra, and I am interviewing... I'm interviewing Jake Yap. I'm interviewing Jake Yap, of all people. Who'd have thunk? So I'm doing that, and then straight after that, I'm going to, to Virgin Radio, interviewing Jake Yap tomorrow for BBC for 4 Extra. Then I'm, tomorrow I'm going to Virgin Radio, where I'm recording a show for Virgin tomorrow night, 7 o'clock. I've had to pick 11 songs. Oh, I've picked some good ones. Oh! Beach Boys and Monkeys, aren't they? Up, up your bum, Russ, are they? Up your bum. You can apologise for that. You can apologise for that. Go on. Apologise. I, I apologise. Good. Right. Yeah. There is there is one Beach Boys song, and there is one <laughs> Monkey song. But it's not like yeah. a, I picked one Monkey song from the new album, and one Beach Boys song from uh, the 1972 album. But but there's there's some unexpected stuff in there. There's one of them. One of the tracks off the new Monkeys album that I do like. I can't remember which one it is, but um, I've heard you play it on my show. Yeah. I, I watched some uh, old clips of Glastonbury the other night. Oh, there was yeah. one where uh, the Beach Boys were on there. I mean, it's about ten ten years old. This no. footage. What the Beach Boys were at Glastonbury ten years ago? Uh, you yeah, don't mean you don't mean Nebworth in 1980, do you? No, no, Glastonbury, hundred percent Glastonbury. The Beach Boys were at Glastonbury. Yeah, 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 yeah. Honestly. WTF with Mark Maron? What? 
That's insane. Honestly, yeah. Wowzers. Well, good for those guys. I, I hope they, uh, I hope that, they that, enjoyed it. The lead singer, the, the main man, though, he was, I mean, he, he looked like he was ready for a care home then. Well, like, they're in like their set. They're in, he would, well, he would have been about 63 then. He's 73 now, and he's still doing it. They're still, the, yeah. come on, let's cruise your gut. Nothing to lose. Come on. I do actually like the, in I, gear. I bought a Beach still Boys Greatest Hits about 18 months ago. And at the time, I thought I was a bit. I'd, I'd play it driving round, but I'd have to turn it down if I stopped at any traffic lights. So I thought no, it was a bit weird. No. Like... Here's the thing: whenever I no 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 no, whenever I pull up at traffic lights and there is a, a a rude boy next to me with his windows down or his roof down, and he's playing his music loudly. Do you know what I do? I wind down my window and I turn up Radio Four and play that at super volume. And so he'll be playing. <laughs> Yo, bitches in the holes, and I will be uh, playing. Well, the uh, interesting, the interesting thing about this book that has just been released is that you'll find on page and it, that and boy, oh boy, it's a culture clash. But I like to think that I get my point across. Is that before you will spit off in your in your yeah. love? Here we go. So there's eleven songs, right? I've chosen eleven songs, and we can play. Uh, with, you'll never, get, you guys will never guess what they are. Eleven songs, right? And um, um, uh, everyone gets a guess as to what the 11 songs are that I have chosen for the Virgin Radio show I'm doing. Here's one for you, yes, right? Yes, Let's Russell. start one off tonight. Go on, buddy. Gil- musical Guilty Pleasures. New- we'll start this off, you and me. You've got to admit a song that you like, yeah. you actually like, yeah. and you bought that was that you probably shouldn't have done. Well, I I know I know what a guilty pleasure is. The thing is, right? I don't think there's any shame in any music apart from the songs of Coldplay. I mean, there. But then again, I had a Coldplay remix on Kiss the other day. But Coldplay are not a guilty pleasure. Coldplay are pretty good. No, they're not. They're bobbins. But I heard a Coldplay right. a Coldplay remix on Kiss the other day. I quite liked it. What does the world come into? I quite liked it. I don't. I don't buy into guilty pleasures because you just heard me talking to Gilbert O'Sullivan. Some people would class him as a guilty pleasure. Nah, it's good pop. It's good pop. M- Barry Manilow. Some people would class that as guilty pleasures. No, Mandy's a classic. Could it be Magic, the the, the original classic? Oh no, not Man- Manilow. No, man. Oh, it, hey, what's that? What he did? Kebab. Um, kebab. The kebab boner. That one's all right. At the kebab, the kebab boner. That's it. That one's all right. My my, my real guilty pleasure was I actually put a tune I remember from my childhood. Um, about it's about three or four years ago. Um, I heard it on the radio or something, yes. and it <laughs> reignited this um, love for this tune, and I actually bought the album off eBay. Yes, it was um, Baccarat. Yes, sir, I can boogie. Yes, sir, I can boogie, I can boogie. But the thing is, what would the the question be? The question, Bakara, can you boogie all night long? Yes, sir, I can boogie, (laughs) I can boogie all night long. Ian, here's a real, this is a disgusting, I don't know whether I should admit this one. Go on. If if you get, get it up on your, on your machine... <laughs> Zeben Zeben or something. Right, it's from 2007. Yes. Um, <laughs> Eurovision. The Ukrainians from 2007 Eurovision. 
I, I'm literally never going to do that, Ross, but thank you very much indeed. Always good to, to talk to you. Uh, 0844-499-1000. Hannah, Pablo, stay there. Coming up to you next. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Yes, Anna. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Sorry. Hello. <laughs> I've got, you know, I've called many times, but I've got the shaky leg syndrome you now. You've got a bit of shaky leg, is it? You've been online yeah. for a long time, and I, apolo- I, I apologise for that. These things... These things happen. You've been on the line for a long time. doesn't matter. Um, I think I've put weight back on again, Anna. Can you believe that? Oh, dear. Yeah. It turns out losing weight is actually a lot harder than what I thought. Uh, you were debating about what to have for breakfast, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yesterday, yesterday I had a few biscuits and a couple of bowls of um, muesli with um, all the old... It's uh, very sugary. Very sure, yeah. I think porridge or wheat chips is probably the best. I think I'm going to go. I think I'm going to go porridge. I well, yeah. No, I, I, yesterday morning though, I went to a greasy spoon. I had um, scrambled eggs and bacon. Perfect. Oh. Perfect. Scrambled eggs and bacon. All right. Perfect. Yeah. It's nice. I went and said, yeah. "Hello, morning, boss. Um, just scrambled eggs and bacon with cup of tea. Nah, yes. dosed. Nah. Oh, he was disappointed. It wasn't the biggest sale of the day, but never mind." Mm. Never mind. Anyway, anyway, Anna, you've not called in to hear um, what I've been eating. Um, what you got for us? Well, I don't know what went wrong last night. I'm sorry about that. That's okay. Let's let's not speak of last night. The start of last night's show was uh, was a tough one. The thing is, what we do here on this show, Anna. Oh wait, uh, Pablo, stay there. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. If anyone else wants to call in, what we do on this show is um, it's a form of alchemy. A type. It's a kind of magic. Magic. And um, sometimes I get the incantations incorrect and I don't have all the right spells and the right ingredients for the spells or I, I might do a little bit of the uh, the wording incorrectly and it doesn't always work. That's It's always, always my fault. Someone has just uh, said, Ian, I bet one of your songs um, on Virgin Radio will be Daydream Believer by the Monkeys. Sorry, Steve. Incorrect data. Incorrect data. So it was my fault, so don't worry about that. Anyway. Oh, it wasn't your fault, anyway. Nah. I've listened to you for years. I know what, you, what you're on about half the time, but yeah. I've just been an idiot. Nah, well, OK, yeah, fair play, you're an idiot, Anna. That's absolutely <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm of, I'm thinking of, um, of next week doing... Um, I'm, in fact, I'm going to say it on the air, so I might, might myself do it. Mon- next Monday... Uh, no, because Kath and Ed aren't here, and I'm, I'm making a rod for me own back. Um, no. Next Tuesday... Is gonna be what day is it today? Tuesday or Wednesday? Uh, Tuesday. Tomorrow is new callers only. There we go. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, that'd be good. We haven't done that for a while. Um, um, who's this? Hang on a second. Dennis Eglinton has emailed in. Ian Lee on antidepressant tablets. So is nearly all the listeners. As this manned shows are dull. I'm selecting LBC, BBC London, and Spotify. Ian Lee, a radio presenter that is past it and is just plain rud pranks and silly. Get him off the air to save your station. You failed last time. If you keep Ian on air, you will fail again. I've seen the figures for this show, Dennis, mate. I'm, I'm the one that's holding this, this station up. Well, you up should... your bum hole, Dennis. Flipping it. Anna's, uh, Anna's fighting back. Tomorrow night, <laughs> it's new callers only. There we go. That's what we'll do tomorrow night. 
I need, I need, to, I need to, to, to challenge myself a little bit. I'm getting a little bit complacent recently, so we'll do that, yes. yes. Anyway, Anna, what have you got for us? Um, have you heard the new Ghostbusters um, theme tune? No. Yeah, I heard it, and I can't remember who it was by now, because I've got the shaky leg again. Um, but apparently it's very good. Uh, well, I had someone the other day get the phone up and say that it was rubbish. Oh. David in Preston has uh, suggested I'm uh, asked if I'm playing. Oh, it's got Missy Elliott in it. It's got what? Missy Elliott in it and Fall Out Boy. I, think. I like Missy Elliott. David wants to know if I'm playing. Uh, you need a mess of help to stand alone by the Beach Boys. No, wrong album. It's a song from Holland. David, there's a clue. Um, I don't know it, and um, I've got a feeling that the um, uh, the Ghostbusters will be a bit of a flop. Oh. Everyone's well. Everyone's slagging it all off, and, and I'm I'm worried. The, I'm not worried. I don't really care either way, to be honest. But I think it's I think it's nice, you know, that it's four women. That doesn't bother me. I, I just think it's apparently it's going to be a stinky film, whether it's four women or four blokes doing it, um, and it might stop more, you know, women starring in films. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm trying to say the right thing, and I can't say the right thing because I'm a dinosaur. I'm an old dinosaur, Anna. I'm past it. I've I've had my time, and I've uh, I wasted it. I was wasted. While I was wasting time. Beautiful. You're only 43, for God's sake. Yeah, 43 going on 44. Hey, I hope you have your beard still in October. Sorry? I hope you have your beard still in October. Um, yeah, I will. I, I think I'm definitely going to keep the beard this year. And I I keep thinking, right, I'm going to trim it. I'm going to trim it. But I'm, I, I'm not going to trim it at the moment. I've got my walls, my trimmers. But I'm not going to, because I have no reason to trim it. I'm not doing a TV show where I've got to look smart. I'm not doing Sky for a while now because they ballsed it up. And I've got nothing really coming up on telly. So I'm I'm going to go. I'm going to just let it grow and see. Let it grow. Let it grow. And see what happens with it. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, I want to touch it. Whoa, baby, baby, baby. That, what do we have to pay? Das ist inappropriate. No touching, I know. No, Noddy, Noddy, what have you got to say about that? Baby, baby, baby! It's... <laughs> That's not happening. Oh... That's not happening. How would you like it if I came up to you and said, yeah, I want to touch your nipple? Oh, uh, oh. Oh. Thanks for calling, Anna. Uh, quick, uh, reverse, reverse, reverse. 0844-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Yeah, tomorrow, new callers, new callers will do. Um, and I say these things out loud, and then tomorrow I think, oh, flipping it, I don't really want to do that. Because it's enough hard work... Doing a show um, where it's new callers only. We'll, we'll do it. We haven't done it for a while, and it's about time. Pablo's on the line. Good evening, Pablo. Hip, 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 how do? Hip, 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 do good. Excellent. Um, shall, shall I get the satire out of the way first? Yeah, go on. Uh, well, uh, hearing from uh, the old uh, Nigel Farage earlier, uh, yet again proving that the only maniac we needed to get away from in the EU was him. <laughs> Uh, that's it, really. That's, that, that's for that. 
But uh, I also have a, another point. I just thought of that one. Can I just say, Ian has suggested, is it me and Magdalena, with the, the monkey song? It was, but I changed it. Um, is it Sail on Sailor by the Beach Boys? No, God. I've, I have chosen, I have chosen, Pablo, some blind... It's not Funky Pretty either. Uh, I have chosen some blinding songs. Virgin Radio is going to have to close shop again after I finish because they'll go, we can't top that. Well, with, with their back catalogue, well, with the back catalogue, is, is it just the Beach Boys or is it, the, or is it just a general... There's, one, there's one Beach Boys and there's one Monkeys. I couldn't not. Because with your general cantankerous nature, it's almost impossible. It's like cracking the Enigma code trying to yeah. pick through yeah. a choice of songs. Shall, shall, let, me play you, let me play you the start of one um, that... This, this is this is this is the um, uh, off kilter one, right? This is the one that everyone's going to go. Oh, mm. they can, no, no, they won't go. Who? They'll go. What? Uh. They go. What? Uh. Go. So I'm going to play. Let me play. The, let me play the beginning of it. Hang on a second. I'm going to boot it up. Computer, boot up. Here we go. Right, here we go. So here's the beginning of this song. Right, this is the beginning. Huh? Do you know what that is? Um, it's not the sound of the underground by. Um, Ooh, <laughs> um, I wish I put that on the list because that's a good one. No, is it something like in that kind of vein? Is it? It's not a hey, Mickey. No. Um. Ah. Um, uh, it is one of the more modernish things. That's not really my. Oh, is it? No. Yeah. It's um, the country and western yeah. singing sensation Taylor Swift. I like, I love this song. I don't know any of the words. I don't know that well, but I do a nice bit of spiel about Tom Hiddleston and Taylor Swift, and then we go straight into this. That's my song that makes me hit with the kids when I go on Virgin. The kids will listen and go, oh, flip it, this old fart's actually quite cool. He's playing um, Taylor Swift. Um, well, I mean, that's the way, yeah. I mean, there is a bit of an alarming trend in uh, the 30-somethings that I know of um, quite a, a big love for Taylor Swift and um, modern-ish music of that ilk. Yeah, yeah, well, she's, she's a country and western singing superstar. She's crossed the boundaries. She's crossed the boundaries, and I'd like to cross her Rubicon. <laughs> Pablo, what did you call in for? Uh, we're mainly film ring business. Yes. Um, I know normally this sort of thing has to be done in, in car parks at late late at night um, under under the shroud of um, fog lights. Yes. Um, but yes, I, I assume you'll have seen it, but it's just whether the wider populace are aware of it. Is um, American Movie? Have you seen that? I've seen American Movie. Is American Movie's real? Isn't it? American Movie's real, but it's very much of the ilk of um, Kung Fu Elliot. But it's no offense to the, the guys from Kung Fu Elliot, but it's it's. Um, it's definitely it's more engrossing. There's, there's not yep. as much work that you have yeah, to yeah, put yeah. into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, definitely. You know what I mean, I agree. I the, the problem with that is, and it's a really good suggestion, is I think we get we struggle to get someone who is involved in the film to, to come on. I, I have been working. I've nearly finished watching a film that a lot of you recommended, right? And it's flipping brilliant. And I managed to track down the main guy who's in it. And I have been having a really awkward conversation with him uh, via private message 
on Twitter, right? Have you seen the film The Imposter? Yes. Was it you that told me to watch it? It, it wasn't, but um, I think I, I, was, I was listening that night. Right. Um, but, yeah, no, I've... I've, 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 I've nearly finished it. I, I had to leave. I miss, I've, I've, not, I've not seen the last ten minutes. I have yeah. found Frederick mm-hmm. Bourdain. The, the imposter found him. Yeah, it, it's in some part delusion on both sides, that one. Uh, yeah. Like a kind of willing... Oh, it's a brilliant delusion. film. Yeah, it's, it's, I, it's I, fascinating. I, it's an interesting, honest, psychological bent at the very least. But I'm not saying we're doing this for, for, for filming because I, 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 I want to do films where we can get people on. But I've tracked down... For those who don't know it, there's this um, American kid goes missing in about 1994. Three years later, this Spanish man... Um, t- turns up in Spain and he pretends he's a kid and long story short he pretends to be this American kid that's gone missing he makes himself look as much like him as he can but obviously he isn't um, uh, uh, and the family accept him as the son and he pretends to be the boy it's messed up he's like 10 years older and got different yeah. coloured eyes yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and he, he pretends yeah. he's been sexually abused by the military and stuff I found his, and his real name is Frederick Bourdain I found him and we're talking privately on Facebook, on Twitter, sorry. And um, it's unlikely he's going to come on. Can I read you some of the... We, I know we've got break in a minute. Can I read you some of the exchanges? Please do. Hi, Frederick. He did it very much on a whim, didn't he? Was yeah. Kind of a, yeah. Hi, Frederick. I present a radio show in the UK. would love to interview you about your adventures. Would you be up for that? His reply, in your dreams, maybe. <laughs> I replied, ha, I'm going to take that as a maybe. I want to hear your side of the story. My show is unlike any other radio show you've heard. You can come on for as long or as short as you like. Say what you want. His reply, 500 euros is my fee for wasting my time. OK. So is that, is that, so is that 500 euros you owe him already for the I email? Think so. or I think that... so. Oh, I replied, OK, well, I'm afraid we have no budget. The show is 10pm weekdays. Ideally, we do it live. We could pre-record. When works best for you? <laughs> um, let me think. Let's do it like mm, never at no time. Yeah, that would work great for me. Try Rooney. I'm well, taking. I, I, oh, it goes on. I'm taking that as a definite maybe. Your chance to tell your story, your side, no editing. What's your number? No interview. Quit. Have a good life. Why? What are you afraid of? Honestly, this show is not what you expect. And then his, his reply, his final reply so far is, I know who you are, a parasite who think is funny, original, some kind of loser, very British, whose word is as precious as a hair on a spoon. You got me wrong. <laughs> I don't, it's a good phrase, that. I don't owe you... I don't owe you or your public a damn. And when you insist you make a mistake, if you knew me, you would not. I'm not your toy or an instrument of your fame. I don't need your cheap publicity. Now be a good boy and take a hike or you will get me irritated. <laughs> I've replied, I'm going to take that as a maybe then. <laughs> well, you often see in these kind of documentaries where, it, it, where they do end up speaking to, to nefarious or dodgy people, but it is a war of attrition. You yeah. just, if you've got that, if they're keeping up that connection... Well, it's just like in a dog day afternoon, as long as they're calling, as, as long, long as they're keeping that contact. You've Pablo, got to... I'm, I'm, late, I'm late for an ad, and I'm, it, it is giving me the daggers. Thank you for that. 0844 499 I'll keep working on that, guy. We, we haven't got a film ring for this week. We're not going to do it every week, but I want to find, I will find something special for you, trust me. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio is back. Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. The Imposter is an amazing film, and I, I thoroughly recommend you, you, you watch it anyway. 0844 499 1000. Um, 
I mean, it's, it's an incredible film, and it's, 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 it's an, an amazing story, and it's stunningly told and uh, 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 put together. I've just emailed Frederick Bourdain again, just saying, so how about it? I, I'm hoping that... You, you, you've seen the messages, haven't you? I'm hoping that I can um, play to the ego. The ego is the thing there that needs to be massaged and... Um, He's replied to me, so I'm 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 kind of optimistic. I'm optimistic. Um, Dan's on the line. Evening, Dan. Um, I don't know who you're referring to. Oh, so I do apologise. Sorry, it said down on my screen. It must the computer must be wrong. Who is this, please? Uh, my name is uh, Peter Longjohns. Hello, Peter Longjohns. What can I do for you? Uh, I represent the Norfolk Liberation Front. Okie dokie. Um, I'm I'm quite concerned that uh, your station's lacks attitude to um, Norfolk voting to remain in the European Union. Ah, did it now? I was unaware of that. Yes, I I, I do believe this. I mean, you've got uh, Julia Hartley Bruhaha, um, I believe. Um, She would not allow me on her show this morning. Copyright Ian Lee, of course, yes, yes. Yes. Um, I tried to speak to you. Very, very busy, yes. I, I did hear she's very busy. What, what, was she the, the cling film lady? Is that what, they, what they're calling yes, her now? Yes, the cling film lady, yes. Cling film lady. Um, I did try to get on with uh, John Watson in the afternoon. Yep, yep. Um, Paul Boss, Paul Boss, he, he wouldn't let me on the radio. OK, well, have, we, we, have... we, we will take literally anybody on this show, so you're, you're very welcome. Uh, that's good, because 17 hours ago, I came here and I said I would get on this radio station. Right. You're not laughing now. Hey, Ian. Yeah? I'm not really Paul Longjohns. Oh, flipping heck. God, you had me going there. Who is this? Yeah, do you know who it is? Is it Edmonds? It's not Edmonds, no. It's not, is it Penk? Edmund. It's not Penk. Who the bloody hell is this, then? <laughs> it's only Caesar the Geezer. Oh. Yeah. That's awkward. It is a bit awkward, isn't it? I used to do this show, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah, it got a bit nasty, didn't it? A bit unpleasant. A bit nasty, a bit of a poison chalice, I think. Yeah. Yeah, probably shouldn't talk about that. Probably best you put the phone down, Cease. Could I pretend to be somebody else? Oh, it's a bit late for that now. <sighs> Ta-ta. Bye. Bye-bye. Oh, wait, 444991000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. You're more than welcome to. I would kind of lean over and look at the papers. But I tell you what, there is absolutely... Well, there's nothing in the papers. There there are two... Oh, you can, by the way, if anyone wants to guess which songs I picked for for the Virgin thing. I mean, Taylor Swift is the only... uh, I don't remember what I picked. Oh, I think I, I think I picked one with. The, I think one might have a swear word in it. I'm not sure, but I think we played it on three CR and no one noticed the swear word. So these things, these things happen. These things happen. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Oh, I should remind you, by the way, dear listener, uh, uh, we have a daily podcast of the show that goes out after the show, um, and you can get it if you go to iTunes. It's on other. I don't know what other podcast providers there are. Podbean is the only one I know. It's on there. Um, it'll be on other places as well. Basically, wherever you get your um, best podcasts from then uh, they, you will also find this rubbish there as well. And uh, thank you to everybody who, who downloads it. Um, the, more, the downloads are going up all the time and the numbers are incredible, so thank you. Uh, the more people that download it, the, the stronger chance we will have of getting the full show podcasted. That's what we're 
aiming towards. In the, the dream scenario would be like a sort of a, a half hour best and a, and a full show podcast. That would be the that would be kind of the dream scenario. We will get there. Um, and the more of you that download it and share it and retweet it and stuff like that, then the more chance there is of that dream coming true. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Speak to you after this. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Russ is kicking off on Facebook. He's worried that... Uh, uh, guys, <laughs> my, Russ says, my apologies for my contribution to the show tonight. I'm not feeling it. And Ian didn't seem too interested either. What? think that's me done on this one, guys. I'm afraid Russ is signing off for good. Well, if he's going to top yourself, Russ, don't do that. But, I, guys, listen. Whoa, 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 whoa. I've said this before, and I can't stress this enough. I'll be the judge of when people are dull or not, right? I'll, I will be the judge. That was not a dull call, Russ. So don't think that for a second. And it's not me saying that, because you know I would say it if it was. I'll be the judge of... Um, What's dull and what's not. And if a call is dull, that's my fault. That's my fault as the host for not doing enough. So, And I get this as well. People um, tweeting me and emailing me saying, I'd love to call your show, but I've got nothing to say. Right? And what's your point? Have you listened to this show? No one has anything to say. The best calls are the ones where they've got nothing to say. They're just phoning up to check in. This isn't, right? This isn't, this isn't, this isn't, this isn't BBC London. This isn't Duncan Barks or Orion Collins or, or whoever, you know, is on Five Live. And no disrespect to those people. They do brilliant shows, but they do kind of very traditional phone-in radio shows, right? This is not a traditional phone-in radio show, Okay. Anything goes, man. Anything. And I could sit here, right, and it would be easier for me. It would be easier for me if I came in with loads of topics and um, a couple of guests and a news, you know, a different news thread we follow each hour. It'd be easy for me because we're guaranteed to get loads of calls. I'm, I'm deliberately making it harder for myself. Tomorrow we're doing new callers only. I'm deliberately making it harder for myself because I want to work harder and I want us, me, Catherine and Id and uh, you, the callers and the listeners, to make this into something different. And sometimes it works. More time, more often than not, it works. And sometimes it doesn't work. And that's all right. If a show doesn't work, that's all right, man. That's, you know, and a show that I might think is terrible, you might think is great, and vice versa. So all these people calling, emailing, and, 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 and Russ and, and, and tweeting saying, oh, I've got nothing to say. Oh, that call I did was so boring. No, 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 no. No. Not at all. Trust me. I've won awards at this shiz. I know what I'm doing. I'm conducting a symphony in my head. In my head, it's Fantasia. Right? Trust me. Richie's on the line. Evening, Richie. Hip, hip, hip. Hip, hip, hip. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you, Richie. How are you doing? You all right? I'm all right. I've been off for a few days. Oh, what, what do you mean you've been off? Well, I've been a bit off colour. Oh, what? Um, 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 jaundice? <laughs> oh, no, it's the other end. Oh, bumjis, bumjis. Bumjis. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, no, I haven't been too well. Oh, mate, I'm sorry to hear that. I don't know you. Well, no, I've I've been going to bed a little bit early. Yes. But um, I thought I'd better call in tonight just to make sure that uh, (laughs) everything's still running nice and smoothly. Thank you, Dad. Yeah? Yeah? No, that's fine. Everything's sounding good. Yeah. Um, But there doesn't seem to be too much conversation tonight about cheese. 
Well, you luck, but what a what a stroke of luck you've you've called, just as we've got Watford's very own cheesemeister general Barry. Hello. This there. is a coincidence, isn't it? Hello, oh, Barry. I did Hello, not know he was going to say that, Barry. Well, isn't that extraordinary? I did not know, not know he, he was, was going, going to, to say, say that about cheese. About cheese. Yeah, it's about cheese. I didn't know he was going to um, say about cheese. Sometimes we have... My wife eats a bit of cheese at night. Margaret. I, 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 Margaret, yeah. I like to have cheese at night. Yeah. And very often I've woken up in the morning with a red Leicester... Um, Oh, my lap. Someone uh, told me, if you eat bran flakes before you go to bed... Right. You wake up... No. With, no. With, no, no, no. Someone tweeted this. Who oh, this? Um, Bum this. D- d- Dennis is listening. I'm switching off as this is dull, yawn, poor, silly, and your conversations. Your show's topics and callers are disturbing. He's right there. Well, Someone told me... On. Yes? Oh, no, well, you just said it's your responsibility to make it entertaining, Ian. Um, Did you say that? You just said it about <laughs> a few minutes ago, didn't he? I failed. I failed there. Well, Dennis has been well, emailing on, for, for the last 20... I will do. Someone told me if you eat a bowl of um, um, bran flakes before yeah. you go to bed, you wake up with a big erection. Oh, come on. Uh, hold on a minute. Let me just open this cupboard. What have we got in here? Let's just have a little few of those and see what that can... Hold on. We've got there, Barry. I've got some rain flakes there. <laughs> we'll see what they... <laughs> we'll see how those get on tonight. I mean, it's all very well, you know, gay pride. And they say, oh, same-sex marriage. Some sex marriage would be nice <laughs> for me. <laughs> Lame, lame sex marriage is what I've got. What? Lame sex. What, with with someone, in, a disabled person? What well, about, she's what not about so own nice sex disabled. marriage? What? What, what about own sex marriage? Oh. Own sex? Yeah, own sex. Do you own sex, Barry? I did. I, I sold it on Exchange and Mart. <laughs> it was a cash deal, £75 or nearly stuff. I should have kept it, really, because I did own it for a long time. <laughs> Do you remember people used to come and have to knock on my door? Hello, can I help you? Yeah, want some sex, please? And I'd go, right, I did have some somewhere just next to me. All brand that. <laughs> you've, you've not called for a long time, Barry, though. You're right. Well... Well, no, not you, Richie. I said, that's why I said the word name Barry. That implied I was talking to Barry. <laughs> that's all right. That's go all right, on, Barry. Go on. Go, go on, on, Barry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right, so I'll speak. Well, I, I was I was being addressed, so I'll I, I'll speak to him. So I think. Um, yeah, uh, I've not I've not phoned for a while, but I overheard you tonight saying it was your responsibility. To, to make things entertaining. That's, that's correct, yes, it's my job, and yes. It, yeah, and very often if someone doesn't have yeah. much to say like me, then then you would oblige. And sure enough, I've got absolutely nothing to contribute. OK, well, we can talk about... Um, mm. um, oh, oh here we go. I've got some... Bum cheese, yeah. No, not bum cheese. Did you say bum, bum cheese? cheese? No, we've done cheese. Gum cheese. Talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that Angelos is rubbing Gum off cheese. on you, isn't he? 
Well, he has rubbed off on me, but that was only after I sold uh, sex on Stranger Mark. What do you reckon to Jeremy Corbyn, eh? Oh, dear, Jeremy Corbyn. A Jeremy Corbyn, a Jeremy Corbyn, he's a trendy lefty wefty little chap. A Jeremy Corbyn, Jeremy Corbyn. Oh, he's a jolly vote, I'm throwing me out. There is no signing left and centre, they're resigning everywhere. Oh, there's a Jeremy Corbyn, and the wave him on his way. Oh, Jeremy Corbyn. I love that song. It's a was good one. Good. Who brought that out? Was it Derek Hatton? <laughs> no, it wasn't Derek Hatton. I think it was Barry Court. It was Barry Court. Yeah, Barry Court, yes, yes. Uh, uh, that's right. And didn't, um, oh, what's the name? Uh, oh, God. Uh, EastEnders. Tailforth. Jillian Tailful, she brought out a seven-inch one, didn't she? Um, in a lay-by. A Jeremy Corbyn. Corbyn. A Jeremy Corbyn. Corbyn. He's, He's a trendy, lefty, little chap. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy Corbyn. Oh, Have you been drinking tonight, Barry? No, I went <coughs> to see that film, you know, Race, about uh, oh, yeah. Jesse Owens. Oh, gosh, yeah, that sounds, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a bit far-fetched, uh, you know, never really happened, that could be. Uh, <laughs> Based on a true story. No, yeah. I don't. But I did, unfortunately, I did. I had had some cheese yeah. and some old brand Uh-oh. earlier. I went out to Berkhams. Did you know it's the Rex Cinema, lovely cinema out there? Yeah. Uh, I fell asleep. It was very hot in there. Yes. Very, very hot. And just at one of the most sensitive moments in it, I blew off. Oh, dear. Yeah, and uh, woke myself up, and that scared me, sort of thing. And um, yeah. everyone looked around. It sort of ruined the mood, really. It's a, it's a very powerful film, and to, and to be interrupted by... By a very powerful fart was something else. It would, it would detract, was, yes. As I, as I blew off, I oh. looked up at the screen, and there was Adolf Hitler looking at me from the stands. Oh, it was terrifying, you know. He's on the film, you know. Amazing how they got him to be in it, because he don't do so much of that work now, does he? Yeah, but... Ooh, rambling. Jeremy Corbyn. Jeremy. Jeremy Corbyn. Shall I cut you off now, Barry? na na oh. na 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 Yes, no. Richie? So, I was going to have some cheese. Yes. But uh, Barry's put me off it now. OK, well, never mind. These things happen. But um, nice to talk to you tonight, Ian. Nice to talk to you, Richard! W- wish you all the best. Tutty bye, tutty bye. Oh, wait, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Um, you can do. Um, Russ has resigned from the show, and that's fine. That's his decision. That's fine. That's his decision. I, you know, I disagree with his sentiment, but... What can you do? I can't make people phone him. Just ask Julia Hartley Brewer. Yeah, you can't make people phone him. 0844 499 1000 is the telephone number. Wimbledon has started, and boy, isn't it dull. Isn't it boring? And it's going it's to rain all week. What's the longest Wimbledon has gone on for? Like, extra time. 
Because I know it's gone on to the Monday before sometimes. I seem to remember it going on to the Tuesday after after it, it should have finished once as well. I'm sure I remembered that happening. I'm sure I have. Anyway, that's that's all uh, that's all over the papers. How long do you think it will be as well before we the Daily Mail does a spread on those unsung heroes of Wimbledon, the Bull Boys and Girls? They're the they're the most sung heroes of Wimbledon. They're always being sung. Those guys. Jamie's on the line. Evening, Jamie. Good evening, Ian. How you doing? I'm all right, thank you, James. What you got for us? Um. I spoke to you once when you were on your old show, which was more commercial-based. Yes. And, and you cut me off. And then I've just found this channel, so I thought I'd find out to say hello. What did I cut you off for? Um, it was about... Um, you were talking about Donovan, because you used to play that mountain song First you did. there is a mountain, then right. there is no mountain, then there is. Yeah. Yeah. Um... And then I phoned up and started chatting about it, and you cut me off. Oh. Well, yeah. everyone gets cut off at some point. You'll get cut off at some point today. I'm sure, I'm sure you're going to cut me off was, in a minute, but it is an, an honour. That was years ago, man. You've, you, you, have you been... Um, uh, you've, have, you, have you been kind of nursing this resentment for, what, the last six, seven years? No, no, I haven't. No, I haven't. But I just I came, I came across you on Twitter. Yeah. Gave you a listen, heard Barry talking, yep. uh, who's, a, who's a bit of a legend. Well. Um, and so I thought I'd give you a ring. Well. Um, well, you know, this show is kind of plodding along. It needs, we need, I, I need another boot up the backside at some point. Hello? What was that? Oh, uh, that was a chair, sorry. What the hell's going on? Hey, I'm reading um, another Will Storr book, Will Storr versus the Supernatural. And I'm reading about the Enfield poltergeist, right? Oh, near me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Have you heard of it, the Enfield Poltergeist? I haven't. I'm a Barnetonian. I'm, a, I'm from Barnet, so oh, I haven't heard of it. Yeah. Come on now. It was this big poltergeist in the seven big, big stories in all the papers and stuff. They made two films about it as well recently. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of, I want to go and hang out with some ghost hunters. I want to, I want to do a seance. I want to do a Ouija board. I want to summon some demons up. Oh, you don't want to do that? Yeah, because uh, yeah. I do. Is this, is this Enfield in North London, or is this Enfield somewhere like Alabama? No, Enfield in North London. There was the Enfield poltergeist. Oh, OK, all right. Google it, man, I'll, Google I'll it. I'll look it up. Yeah, I do. It was, it was a big thing in the 70s. Big thing. Right. Uh, yeah. It, it passed, passed, Barnet people don't speak to Enfield people. No. It's a, it's a law. Well, Barnet is quite a distance from Enfield. It is. Oh, that's the other thing. Yes. You, 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 I remember you telling a story about how you used to drive through Finchley every day and you nearly ran someone over. These are, these are my Ian Lee facts. Well, I did used to drive through Finchley a lot and I've, I've had many, many accidents and near accidents in my car. I, t- I am prepared to admit that I'm an awful driver. I can say that now with confidence after nearly losing my licence recently and, um, uh, you know, having my insurance go up by £1,000. I can say these things. Um, <laughs> I right. don't remember that specific incident. It was, it was just one of the shows, one mm. of the shows I was listening to. Well, this is the thing. I, me- don't, I don't remember what I did on yesterday's show, so I'm not going to remember what I did at, at, at another radio station. Yeah, no, of course, of course. Right, I, ha- I have to go to bed because it's very late and I have to get up early, but nice... Cut him off. Oh, <laughs> It's what he would have wanted. It's what he would have wanted. Yeah, I feel... Here's, OK, here's my thoughts. Oh, no, I t- I'll tell you my thoughts on how the show is progressing after midnight, because I've got thoughts in it. It's feeling a little bit... 
Not, not, you know, again, not in anyone's fault. This is my fault. It's just feeling a little bit we've got into a nice little rut, which is comfortable. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about it afterwards. Anyway, uh, Andrew is in Cardiff. Stay there. We'll come to you after the news. Um, and we'll take calls straight to air. Don't phone up now. Let me tell you. Let me tell you two ways you can listen to the show because I don't want one of those shows where they give you, like, they list all of the different ways you can listen to the station. Let me give me two. Ah, well, you can download a talk radio app on your phone. There we go. We explained that to a caller yesterday. If you on your uh, iPhone or your Android, uh, if you go to your app store. Um, Type in uh, Talk Radio, or you can listen on talkradio.co.uk. There you go. Talk Radio. This is Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Andrew, stay there. Uh, Then when we finish speaking to you, we'll kind of have a little... um, I'll give you a little halfway point as to how I think the the show in general is uh, going. Halfway point, apropos nothing. Uh, And then we'll take calls straight to air. Does that sound like fun? This is Talk Radio. This is the news. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. There's a voice that keeps on calling me. Down the road, it's where I'll always be. Every stop I make, I make a new friend. Can't stay for long, just turn around. Until tomorrow, I'll just keep moving on Down this road that never seems to end When you adventure lies just around the bend So if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel like that's old style Maybe tomorrow, I'll want to settle down Until tomorrow, the whole world is my home so if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat and come travel like that's old style Maybe tomorrow I'll want to settle down Until tomorrow I'll just keep moving on to wait 10 minutes 22 seconds that's cool um yeah so i I looked at your twitter today 
I saw that you uh, saw a car that looked very much like John Lennon's. It from... looked very much like John Lennon's. I believed it to be John Lennon's. I had the thrill of sitting in a car that I thought was John Lennon's, and then I found out it wasn't. So I was a little bit disappointed, but I was still thrilled. Very cool. Yeah, it looks, look, cool. It, was, it was a really good... Uh, they did a really good job on it, and it was brilliant. Yeah, even so. So, um... What, what what drew you to to the Beach Boys, the Beatles, the the I, I like all that music. It's the best music, man. Yeah, it's the yeah, best yeah. music, man. It's groovy, man. You can't go wrong with it. You can't. Go, I lo- and the Beach Boys, I find fascinating because I prefer them from like about nineteen sixty eight to nineteen seventy two, uh-huh, and they're such so. a weird hit and miss band. Uh, you know, they got so lost along the way with drugs and mental illness and infighting and Yeah, but that's jealousies. when they got good, though, right? Yeah, that's when they got good, man. And yeah. it's also when they got rubbish as well. I mean, they did some real rubbish, yeah. but I love the fact that they would switch from brilliant to rubbish to we're lost to an oldies act to... I, I love it. I think that I, I, I just find them fascinating as a group. Mm-hmm. More so than... kind of that era, wasn't it? Like, late, late 60s, early yeah. 70s? Yeah, yeah. But it's, it, well, it's interesting, you know... I, I, you can only one can only wonder what mistakes the Beatles would have made if they'd have stayed together. You know, because their solo albums, there there's some good good tracks, but they're all patchy, and you yeah. just wonder, you know, where the the Beatles where their Beatles could have gone in the seventies. Yeah, but yeah. I love it. It's what, it's what it's all about, man. That's that's what's what music's all about. Yeah, very cool. There we go. Okay. Anything else, Andrew? Huh? Okay, ta ta. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Line one, you're on the wireless. Yes, line one. Good evening. Oh, it's good morning. No, Mr. it's not morning until you've had a sleep. Oh, I haven't had a sleep long ago. No. Anyway, last night we had a small altercation. Yes. Which you accused me of talking out my ass. Yes. Now I'm very sorry. It must have been you who was talking out your ass because I was constipated. Good night. Thank you very much. So, 0844-499-1000 is the uh, uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. So, um, and, and for the rest of the show, we just sit here and uh, we chat and I kind of look through the papers, although there ain't much in the papers. Um, and, um, oh, there's a boy from Slough in the in the Wimbledon. Whereabouts from Slough is he? Does he say? Does it say? Um, doesn't say. Um, so yeah, we just sit here and kind of look at the papers and um, kind of talk, and um, people call in, and that's groovy. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. We don't call you back in this hour. We do for the first two hours. We don't for this hour. We just kind of sit and uh, we wait, and hopefully um, people will call in like this. Line one, you're on the wireless. Na 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 na. was kind of that was like me and then some line two you're on the wireless how are you it's billy hello billy you're right yeah not bad how are you yeah good thank you what you got for us uh well firstly i want to thank you for introducing me to kanku earlier and the new monkeys album Oh, my pleasure. We're two two very diverse. Uh, I have, on my computer hard drive now, I have They Killed My Cat. Wow. Yeah, wow indeed. 
don't know because I'm not that much of a film aficionado, so I don't know whether I could actually sit through the <laughs> while how I would expect it to be. Um, but uh, I wanted to introduce you to something you possibly yeah, go on. might like. Uh, there's a band called the Wood Brothers. The Wood Brothers. Uh, Wood Brothers, yeah, they can be found on YouTube, and there's a particular song. It's called. Um, it's got the word honey in it. I think if you search on YouTube, the honey song is quite high up in the ranks. Honey jar. Um, honey jar. That's it. it. They're a little bit bluesy, but quite funky. But I think even if you don't like the music, I think you'll appreciate the musicianship. So, Dude, uh, I'm, I'm, but Billy, I'm diving straight into the honey jar. Thank Please. you, man. No, yeah. Thank you, Billy. Well, so let's let's have a listen. If it's Pony, it's Billy's fault, and we'll know who to blame. I kind of, oh, I do feel I have enough bands already, but let's. Um... There we go. Okay. Okay. There's there's a groove there. There's, they've got a groove going on. Doesn't he sound like a young Mick Jagger, full of spunk? No, they sound like what do they? They sound like something. I quite like that. It's not it's not not quite my cup of tea, but I quite like that. Thank you very much indeed. Line one, you're on the wireless. <laughs> yeah, you sit on the air. Okay, so the show as a whole, Cass, come in. Let's have a production meeting on air, shall we? Let's uh, let's do that. Let's, uh... How do... Please, Cass strides through the studio purposefully. She's a man with a mission. Um, how do you think the show is? Not not tonight's show, but the show in in general. I think it's shaping up, but it's never going to be done, is it? No. Well, it will be one day. One day we will. Well, I do... mean, we'll get sacked, but we'll never well, feel like it's finished. Well, the, the the ambition with this place is, I reckon, I can hold out here for six years, which would be um, two and a bit years longer than I've held it anywhere else. And I think within that time, uh, I think we can deliver the perfect show. And I think we'll both know it. Yeah. When the Bee Gees record a song in their distinct, not now because two of them have passed away in their distinct three-part harmony, they would say that a fourth voice would join them. Was that the Bee Gees or the Mamas and the Puppets? It was the Bee Gees. Well, the Mamas and the Puppets, the Bee Gees did. They also did. said that. Um, well, was theirs, was theirs called George? No, there was a different voice. That it was, they, they had a name for well, it. Well, the, the Bee Gees would say, would say that, that George would join them in oh. the studio and would sing this fourth harmony. And we will know when, when George joins us in the studio. We will all say... I think George joined us for this one. We will remove our headsets, we will clear our desks and we will leave. We will never come back. That will be done. I think we can achieve that. I do think we can achieve the perfect show. <clears throat> but, um, I don't know, it feels to me 
the the show is good. It's good, right? But it's we've kind of I've I have plateaued a little bit, mm. and whereas for like for the first couple of months we're like going up we're going up and then we had that week of, of rubbish shows and I took a day off and then we came back and I got my mojo back and we went up and we went up and it just feels like we're kind of um uh we we've plateaued and it's just it's just going flat now that may mean that's as good as it gets I don't think so it might mean I might have to, de- to deconstruct it a bit and make the show a little bit worse again mm. and then build it back up or um I just might need to kick up the arse you might be overthinking things I might be so we'll do new call- new callers only tomorrow because mm-hmm. that kind of makes me work harder. I think it's good that I'm going away for a couple of days. Why? So you get a rest from me. <laughs> I'm I'm dreading Friday and Monday. It's, it's just two new chances. Good, and then you'll you'll realise <laughs> well, how important I am. <laughs> you know, it's all it's all good. Do they know where my Redbush tea bags are stored? That's the main thing. What? I do worry about it on Friday. Good. But it's too... you'll be on your toes. You'll be fine. Honestly, it, you'll be fine. I, but the, 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 you, you know, though, that I like a producer that I can bounce off of. And I can bounce off of it and I can bounce... I can say to you, Kath, come in quick. Mm. And you'll come in and it won't phase you. I, It's uh, Emma, who I've, oh, I've, I've worked with before, actually, Emma. Which she, uh, when I did Set the Agenda... God, this is going back... And she helped with Ian Lee versus Radio. That was that was the one she didn't do. I don't think she did do set the agenda. No, did she help with the doors? No, of, she's too young. No, I think she might have done actually. Anyway, she 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 she's helped me with, with with a few things, and she's a very nice girl. But I don't know particularly well. And the other fellow's name has escaped me. David. David. Um, I, I've got no idea who he is. I'm sure he's a delightful gentleman, but um, am I going to be able to throw stuff at him? Yeah, whether you'll throw it back, you know. Well, if there, if, I mean, this is my serious concern. If, if you know, Friday and Monday, the callers, caller numbers have dropped right in the last the last week or so, and that's and that's fine. I expected that. Um, and you but know, you've still got the the number of callers that some people would give their right boot. Oh for. yeah, 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 yeah. But 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 they've also got but those those shows that would would like that number of callers. They've also got loads of padding. They've got guests and which, they've got loads. Which of Which is why they don't get as many calls. I would suggest. I disagree. Mm. Oh, no, I disagree. I think sometimes you can be too busy. Mm, no. Well, I go through them every week for the best ofs, and they really do chop through but, stuff. But, but, yeah, OK, well, maybe you can, but Nick Ferrari has loads of guests mm. and loads of stories and loads of calls. I think you can make it work. Yeah, I think but you, you need to have some breathing space, don't you? But let's not... Do, let's, let's, I think we've been unfair in other shows. Let's not, let's not deconstruct them too much. I, I just... Um, I've lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah, um... But, but but yeah, other shows that would would be happy with the number of calls that they've got. They haven't got. They they have. I've got to do the padding. Yeah. They they have got the padding already built in, mm-hmm. and I I do worry that if the calls drop off more, which they might do, and that's and that's fine, as the novelty of me being on air wears off, uh, that we're going to be buggered. Basically, right. I'm going to be buggered. First of all, yeah. we will be buggered. Yeah. Because if you're getting it, I'm going to be yes. getting it too. Yes. First of all. You forget actually that that you're good at what you do, and I also think you forget that um, we don't need we don't need stuff like that. No, no, a and lot... you overthink things. I do overthink things. Uh, also, as a listener, I wonder. As a presenter, it doesn't bother me. As a listener, I wonder if I would find the same voices calling in all the time tedious. Uh, and it's difficult because I have not been a listener to this type of show since. 
whenever the last time Tommy Boyd was on the air mm. or Clive Ball was doing this kind of stuff. So I've not been a listener to this type of show for eight years. So I don't know because I can't remember what it's like to listen to this kind of late night show. But it is, you know, a real sort of um, step into the unknown, isn't it, for someone to ring up a radio station? I've worked yeah. in radio for, what, 15 years nearly. And yeah. um, I would never phone a radio station as a punter. Because you've got a life. That's a joke. No, no. That's a joke. Not that at all. I just think that it takes a certain amount of guts and and chutzpah that I don't have. Chutzpah. Line one is on the wireless. Yes, line one. Ian, I've got theory. Audience research. Yeah, go on. Well, some, um, first of all, I want to say thank you for giving me a heads up tomorrow night. You're welcome. Giving me a night off. <laughs> yeah, that's what we've done it for, Alan. Well done. And secondly, I've got a way of making the show better. Oh, I've always been to ways of making the show better. Where you go, Alan? A weekly competition. No. Why not, Kath? Well, let, let, let's hear the boy out. Tell me how it would work, Alan. Give me the mechanics. If one competition you did before on another station. Yeah. Called the Coliseum. Oh no, that was uh, that didn't work. That was Andy Partridge's idea. My favourite one. Yeah, that was basically oh, we got really t- two people had to uh, argue or something, didn't they? Yeah. My favourite one was did we do did we do one in LBC called Cheeky Beggars? And um, people had to beg for the prize. <laughs> I just picked the person who begged the best. Did, you, did we do that, Alan? Do you remember that? No, I've never heard you on LBC. I, I oh. joined you when you were that virgin oh. when it was changed to absolute. Oh, I, don't, I, I, I didn't know that. I thought you were there. I think we did one called Cheeky Beggars. I quite like that one. Um, but, uh, yeah, competitions are a bit... If we've got stuff to give away, I'm, 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 you know, we're going to get some Kung Fu Elliot stuff to give away. And, I'm, um, you know, I'm, 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 if, if, if PR people want to send us stuff, we'll give, boy, oh, boy, we'll give it away and we'll work up a bloody good game to give it away as well. But doing it... I don't like... Let's have an ad break. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio is back. Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. <clears throat> 0844... 499-1000 is the telephone number. Call straight to air. I might stop doing call straight to air. Well, and see what happens. And, um, yeah, and kind of... Um, it always used to be the ace up my sleeve. And um, maybe by having it every night, it loses a little bit of its vibrancy. Yeah. A little bit of its spunk. Possibly. A little bit of its, its vim and vigour. Why don't you suck it and see? Well, <clears throat> chance will be a fine thing. But we'll do it for tonight. We'll do it for tonight. 0844 499 is the uh, telephone number. So I thought for, for ten minutes today I was, I was touching, smelling, sniffing, licking, fingering John Lennon's Rolls Royce. Did they mind? No, they didn't. It turns out it wasn't John Lennon's Rolls oh. Royce. It was a fake. But the thrill when I believed it was, it was the real one was immense. And um, and it was a it was a brilliant copy, and I, I I would give the company a plug, but I've left their card in my car. So it looks amazing. It did look incredible. They've done a brilliant job on it, and they were very kind to let me see. I mean, they did lie and say it was the real one, but they were um, they were very kind to um, to let me sit in there and 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 for t- for ten minutes, I was living out a child a childhood fantasy. <laughs> But there are two Beatles stories in the newspapers today. Let's do the fun one first. Oh no, there's not a yeah, yeah, yeah. Fun, of course, fun there is. One, is there? of course there is. Of course there is. Well, they're both they're both um, about Beatles collectors, right? They're both about now. I am going 
I've got a day off on August the 30th, I think it is. I am going to a Beatles convention, but I'm not really going to the convention because I can't really afford... I can't really afford, to, so I'm just thinking maybe I can afford to go. Um, it's on all week, basically, and it's really, really expensive, but I'm going to go and see one of the monkeys who's doing a concert mm-hmm. at the cavern. It's not the real cavern, it's the cavern over the road. Uh, so I'm I, I, a monkey in, a, in the cavern, man. I've got to, I've got to go and do that. Um, so I will kind of be gently um, touching Beatles fanaticism. And I love the Beatles. I, love, I just think they're so absolutely wonderful. Um, but these Beatles co- collections, here we go. A Beatles fan who got John, Paul and George to sign his Sgt Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. That's an overrated album. It's the my least played Beatles album. I, th- I find it quite soulless. Yeah, but that's only because you're used to it. No, no, no. I've ne- I never, I never got, I never got, I mean, I, yeah, okay, what they did was it was all recorded on four tracks and, you know, it was a technological marvel. And they wanted I, to break away from being the Beatles yeah, for a bit. But but they did that on, on, on Revolver and they did it better on the White Album and they did it better on Abbey Road. And it's just, to me, it's style over substance. It's lots of fancy tricks. And I don't think the songs are that good. Mm. There's good songs. I mean, The Day in the Life is a brilliant song and the Sgt Pepper intro and the reprise is... Uh, are great, but um, Mr. Kite, uh, the the George Harrison one, uh, um, she's leaving home. I mean, it's nice, but it's not Ele- it's not Eleanor Rigby. You know, it just feels a bit. Um, I-, I feel as an album, it, it's just all right. It's just all right. It's a brilliant. It's still a good album. But I think you compare it to Revolver, which came before, and then you compare it to. Um, uh, you know, like Abbey Road, which came a, a little bit after, which I just think are these majestic pop rock masterpieces. Hang on a second, line one. Yes, line one. Hi, girls. Fancy a bit of spend, love. Many thanks, Richard. And if you don't, come back to me and I'll have another go. Many thanks, Richard. All right, my boy, you take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Right, let's just have a look at this. Uh, can you say hello... Uh, good evening, yes, you can. 9 to 11, top bloke. Played more requests for me over the years than jukebox. And that's from Mark in uh, Bletchley. Uh, actually, now, now I think, he used to listen to us, Mark in Bletchley. Still uh, does. N- now I think about it, um, we're, uh, we're better we're than that. Right. Line two, you're on the wireless. Hey, it's Andrew. Hello, Andrew. You all right? A um, couple of things. I've finally got to final season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Loving it. Oh, hang on a minute. Did you, you just started it last week, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Flipping well, it. So you've binged it. You've done. Is it eight, there's eight series on there. Yeah, but they're only like twenty odd minutes long per uh, episode. There's only ten episodes a series. Andrew, oh. have you just been sitting there in your pants, not going out, just ordering pizzas well, I, in? I've had like all, all that's been on is bloody football. And well right. done, mate. Well no. done, buddy. You are. I'm. I'm. Uh, look, can I just say we've had two tweets? One saying um, "straight to air" would be the least missed part of the show, and someone else saying "calls straight to air" are great. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, um, yeah, well, well done, Andrew. Well, have you enjoyed it? Oh, absolutely love it. It's good, isn't it? Absolutely love it. Yeah, and I got it for like a steal from that computer exchange website. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you can get. You can. Uh, can you hang on? Can you buy stuff from their website? Yeah, yeah. You just type in what you want, and then it finds where it is. It comes like it's two pound fifty delivery. It comes within a day. Oh, you did not need to know that. Ian. I did not need to know that, and now I know that. Oh man. Yeah. Okay. Well, you carry on talking. I'm going to have a little look. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, you weren't about. You wanted to ghost on it in a, or whatever. Yeah. I, so it was well, my friend's birthday um, last year, and he got a couple of tickets to go to this. Oh, on one of these ghost hunting nights, yeah. and it were at um, 
coal mining museum in uh, near Wakefield in Beautiful. West Yorkshire. Yeah, and um, it's it's a waste of time, mate. What do you mean it's a waste it's, of time? It's, it's nice looking at things, you know, when no one else is there. But basically, you paid sixty quid to stand in a dark, cold room while these funny people talk to themselves. It's it's just it's not real. Save your money. They haven't got the, the what I was looking for specifically at sex uh, was the DVD of the concert for Bangladesh. Which they don't have, unfortunately. Oh, what a shame. It's a shame. So that's no, but it is really good that you can just order anything off no, there. No, it's not. It's terrible. I've, 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 for some reason, I don't know why. The last, oh, yes, I do because it's a distraction. The last month or so, I've just been buying like loads of DVDs, like stuff from from Computer Exchange. So I'm, I'm like paying a quid, or I bought the, this GBH box set, which is brilliant for six quid, and you know, movies for, for one pound fifty. Think off for one fifty, it's worth a punt. Um, and on a, 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 an Amazon as well. Um, but I, I, I'm never going to get... I've got this big pile piling up. I'm never going to get around to watching them. I've been very spendy this month as well. Yeah? On nonsense. It's just because it's so miserable. Everything's miserable in this country at the moment, isn't it? So a new frock will do it. Really sucky. Really sucky country. Mm. Yeah. Sucky country. Yes, OK. Right. But yes, that, that's, uh, for some reason I heard something else in my uh, head. <gasps> what was your favourite... Give us your favourite... Um, oh, Beatles Rock Band. That's a good game. Give us your favourite... Um, I've got that. You can borrow it. Oh, you got it on we though. Yeah, of course I have. Uh, your favourite um, Curb episode? Uh, I don't know about episode. I've got like two favourite like particular bits. There's one where he's in, I think it's Starbucks or Costa or something, and um, he goes, I'll, "I'll have that latte," and he goes to uh, Man Behind Cat. What? So what's so what's in this then? And he went, and Man goes, "Coffee and milk." And he just turns around, so I think it's with his way. Coffee and milk, would you believe that, eh? Fancy that. <laughs> it does sound different with your accent. Coffee and milk, would you believe that? You sound like um, Paddy McGuinness. <laughs> Emmerdale version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's the other, do you know the blind, uh, the blind guy or the elf? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It turns out, and yes. Then he, later on, he's a piano player and that. And then um, he's going, oh, I've got this. Oh, this horrible red jumper thing. Can you imagine that? An horrible red jumper. And then the <laughs> fine guy goes, I don't know what red is, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, my my favourite series is the one with... Um, um, uh, who's Marty McFly? What's his name? Michael J. Fox. Michael, Michael J. J. Fox. And um, he, 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 I can't remember much of it, but I remember um, he, he's trying not to make try not to notice his parkinson's oh. right and there's a bit where michael j fox is given a talk about raising money for the parkinson's <laughs> foundations and he's doing all the shaking and stuff and larry is trying to mime to his manager that he's bought someone a violin right <laughs> and so he starts doing this he does the small violin thing and michael j fox thinks he's doing it at him and he goes sorry larry what was that you're doing the small violin. Is it because I'm shaking? Is that what it's for? Oh, it's brilliant. It's so uncomfortable. Which was the one where it had the guy in the wheelchair who gets wheeled into the cupboard? Was that the one with the where, where the blind guy was in it? Oh, you know, I know what it was. He was dating a girl in a wheelchair to show he was oh, yeah, cool with pushes, it. He pushes her into... Cause he, he... <laughs> <laughs> he meets her, he chats yeah, sitting down, doesn't he? Girlfriends, uh, not how, how beautiful is Cheryl Hines, L- L- Larry's wife? She is, because oh. I, I remember you saying oh. that, and then I was thinking... Busy mouth. She's got... It's that mouth. Yeah. Taylor Swift's got a similar mouth, yeah. and I Busy. think that's why you like... It's like the girl that does, um, um, not Home and Away, the, where they go and look at holiday properties. 
Place in uh, the sun? Yeah. yeah. Not, the, not when Amanda Lamb does it, when the blonde girl does it with the busy mouth. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I'd buy, I'd buy a place there with her. Well, Andrew, I'm glad you enjoyed it, mate. Cheers, buddy. There's a new series coming soon, so you'll be, you'll be up to speed. Excellent. Nice one, mate. Thank you very much. 0844-499-1000. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. 0844-499-1000. So, a Beatles fan who got John Lennon and George... John, Paul and George to sign his Sgt Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band album doubled its value after waiting 30 years to add Ringo's name. Paul Minnett got three of the Fab Four to autograph it after spending hours waiting outside their Abbey Road recording studio in North London in 1967. But drummer, drummer Ringo was not there. Oh. Patient Paul of Aylsham, Norfolk. <laughs> Patient Paul. Was finally... Hang on a second. So when do you think he got him to sign it? Recently? 1997. Oh, so that's not news then. That's actually old. Where's the story? So he got it signed 20 years ago. Because he won't be signing anything now, will he? Ringo, peace and love. was finally able to get Ringo to add his signature in 1997. So we need to know about it now because... It is thought there are just 10 Sgt Pepper albums signed by all four Beatles. There is. There's an art installation, right? I don't know if it's been to this country. I think think it's been to Liverpool, actually. I, I didn't get to see it. I think it's a Japanese dude that does it. And, um... It's set up like a record shop. It's oh, stunning. Right. And it's all copies of the White Album. It's just copies of the White Album everywhere. So the racks, he's got like 10,000 White Albums. And the racks are just full of White Albums and they're up on the wall. It looks fantastic. I'd love to go and have a little look around there. Probably wouldn't buy anything, though. I've got it. <clears throat> Paul's album has been valued at 40 fares and pans. Without the crucial fourth signature, it would fetch 15 fares and pans. But if Ringo had been there in 1967 and signed at the same time, it would have been worth 80 fares and pairs. Um, Paul, 68, a semi-retired TV scriptwriter, semi-retired, has kept the LP in a drawer for years and has now decided, I've got all of this stuff, this, that is, that, 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 fortune, I've got a guitar that cost, a monkey's guitar that cost two grand and this, this, um, th- this very obscure single that cost me $600. I think that's the most expensive thing. I bought an album for $600 and this single for $600, which don't tell my wife. And um, <clears throat> they're, just, they're in drawers and boxes and things like that. But it's nice, to, uh, it's nice to know that I have them. Because one day they'll be your pension. Well, no, not really. Because you won't ever sell them. No, I. Well, I, um, I, I don't see. I would. I, I. I sold a guitar last year. It was yeah, a, you a hate kiss yourself. Yeah, I, hated, it, hate, you? I, I bought it for a grand like ten years ago, thirteen years ago. I sold it for two hundred quid. Oh. Well, that's gone. That went on coffee. Do you know what I mean? It's like, and it was a really nice guitar, and I, I got rid of it. Stupid thing to do. An idiot. Um, the album would be so, so that's <clears throat> that's one Beatles thing, right? That's the nice. We're finding out about it now because he's what he's flogging it. <clears throat> he's flogging it. Uh. Sorry, buddy, not interested, mate. You should have come to me earlier. <laughs> right, but then there's there's another Beatles relic. Well, it's not something hairy, is it? It's bloody. Oh no! A shirt stained with John Lennon's blood. Oh no! From the night he was murdered. Has sold for. I'll tell you how much it sold for in a minute. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Right. It's not even John Lennon's shirt. Right. Oh. Concierge Jay Hastings was wearing the white shirt as part of his uniform at the Dakota Building in New York. What film did they film at the Dakota Building where John Lennon lived? Woody Allen. Oh, Rosemary's Baby. There we go. 
when the Beatle was shot by Mark Chapman in 1980. As Lennon collapsed, Mr Hastings rushed to help him. While the concierge tried to give first aid, some blood from the star's wound soaked into his shirt and is still visible. So it's, it's pure, pure Lennon DNA that you're purchasing here. This is, this is the stuff... <clears throat> no, you, you, you pull the face. This is the stuff that in years to come they w- will be able to rebuild him. Well, I'm pulling the face because it's both macabre <clears throat> and ghoulish. The macabre memorabilia... Do you remember? You don't get this so often now. You'd get um, nut jobs possessed by John Lennon and Mozart with new songs. Do you remember? Yeah. Do you remember there's a guy in about 1982, he was on the telly, um, and he'd written and recorded a song that John Lennon had written for him. John, uh, what, yeah, was it, wasn't it Pony? John Lennon ghost song. What, what would I type into YouTube um, to find... Uh, oh, we go. I found it. Are you putting John Lennon ghost song? Yeah. After, here we go, Grant Morrison sings new John Lennon song. No, he don't. Oh, hang on. Hang on, let me go. That's not it. Right. After summoning the ghost of John Lennon, writer Grant Morrison says he was given a new song by the King of Hippies, a song which he performed after a Q&A. Didiac. Well, let's. Shall we have a little listen? So this is like images of demons or gods. What if I do someone that I know for sure is not a god? It's just something I made up. So what I, I surrounded myself with Beatles albums. Like okay, my, buddy. All right. Yeah, yeah. What I did was take everything out of the room that wasn't Lennon, and suddenly this visualization of a gigantic chiming head of John Lennon, as it appears in the first Invisibles book was right there in my room. Everything in the room contributed to the idea of Lennon himself was present. And he gave me this song and I played it to him the other night. So. <laughs> so and my voice is not what it was when I was 21, but I'm going to do this because this was John Lennon's shit. As it happened, recorded. My band did a bit... OK, let's... Uh... <laughs> let's have a little bit. Just jump to the song, here we go. Keep looking for signs that somebody loves you. Keep walking the dog. Keep taking the drug. Keep looking for signs that somebody loves you. One and one and one makes two. If you really want it to, talking about love. Wow, that's it's like he's in the room. Wowzers, that's that's a song. That's not the one I was thinking of. There's one in the eighties with the the guy, um, and I did just type in John Lennon ghost song. The one in the eighties didn't it sound a bit like Imagine? Um, yeah. Can someone on tw- you guys on Twitter are better at this stuff than me? Can you find? The um, the uh, John Lennon go song for the from the eighties, please. <laughs> if someone could do that, um, that would be very very useful. And um, uh, Lennon's ghost paid. Oh, the Beatles never split up. Yes, I know that. Thank you, Dan. Um, anyway, um, Gary Shrum of Heritage Auction said there are remnants of blood on the shirt. Some people might be appalled, but it's a piece of history. The estimated uh, It was estimated to sell for £7,000. Guess how much it sold? It was a shirt not even worn by John Lennon, but had a splash of his blood on. All right, I'm going to say 
pounds. Now, that is... Um, no, I can understand that, actually. I can understand that. I can understand it. Yeah, but it'd be very hard to explain to someone else. It'd be hard to explain to your missus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or if she puts it in the wash with a bit <gasps> of vanish and it goes, where's, 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 I've washed your shirt for your love. Vanish gold, got it out. What? You've, where's the blood? Got it out. <laughs> Didn't think I would, but I did spend it. It took me bloody hours. You're joking. That was John Lennon's blood. And then he goes to the drain and just sucks the, the remnants of the uh, the waste pipe from the washing machine. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. Late night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, then you'll be more than welcome to do that. If you don't want to, then eat dirt, guys. Eat dirt, guys. Why now? Apparently, we're going to get the best night's sleep. Tonight. When? Tonight. When? Tonight it's going to happen, says Fiona McRae, the science editor. That's not science. That's not science. The working week has only just started and you have 101 things to do. Because, uh, But take heart because you will sleep well tonight. Oh, jeez. Britain sleep best on Tuesday nights, research shows. What research is that? Bullshine research! <laughs> From the laboratory of my ass. <laughs> oh Analysis of heart rate data. What the hell is that going to do with sleep? It's, it's eyes. And openness and closeness. Showed that while Tuesday, uh, uh, showed while Tuesday night sleep isn't the longest, it is the most restorative and refreshing. I don't want restorative. I don't want R&R. I want Zs, man. Why is, is um, sleeping Zs? Is it because of the noise you make when you... Um, no, because that will be... <laughs> well, I don't understand what the, where, where the Z's things come from. I don't understand where the Z's things come from. Well, how would you draw it? How would you spell that? N-G-G-G-N-H. No, that's the sound you make when you get punched in the stomach. No, that's... Um, it isn't clear why, but it is possible that we feel we can relax after conquering the first two days of the working week. This just sounds make... like absolute bull. You're just making stuff up now. You're just making stuff up. Here it is. John Lennon, Peace from Beyond the Grave. Hang on a minute, let's go to YouTube. Piece of, uh... Yeah, exactly. Let's, let's, this is it. John Lennon, from Peace from Beyond the Grave. A, this is it. A spirit reader claims to communicate with the spirit of the late John Lennon and channel his music from the spirit world to us through his sitar. Do you know what? All I heard there was, Bullshine. this is not going to be John Lennon. Could this song come from John Lennon, Beyond no. the Grave? No. Believe it or not, you I be don't... the judge. No, you be the judge. I've judged it. Um, um, some, okay, so some of the comments are, Sam says, sorry, I expect John Cleese to come in at any moment. <laughs> Spirits and Angels 15 says, this is so interesting. I definitely think this really was him. The song sounds like him, and I believe he is out there in the spiritual realm. Um, uh, uh, John Lennon was not a spiritual man, was he? He was about existence. Well, well here we go. Let's find out. The Beatles parted ways in 1969. John Lennon continued to explore his spirituality 
while promoting peace. Proves you wrong. Proves you wrong. We have travelled thousands of miles. Where's the song? Minutes later, he takes up the sitar that sits in front of him. That's a gong. Here we go. This is the song. This is... That's it. Someone... Translated from Hindi to English at a certified translation service. <laughs> Before long... We have a word-for-word -word English translation. So why what, was so John, John Lennon speaking Hindi? Why was he speaking in Hindi? What we found. Here we go. We return to Los Angeles. Here we go. It's in Los Angeles, about. we have given the recording of the sitar music and the translated words to a well-known orchestrator and long-time follower of John Lennon, Brad Stanfield. Oh, yeah. One of the reasons why I'm familiar with John Lennon's music is just from singing their songs. Let's hear the like song, man. Uh, which I guess I picked up at a young age and it kind of stuck. We're going to hear the song. Uh, early John Lennon, the vocal was done. And really hearing Go Lennon in and, and all around it. No I song. Just about, I would think that anybody that would hear it would probably agree. Oh, Certainly, hear the song. I feel that he came to this song and probably would two, like to bring Lennon that from Beyond the Grave. Oh, flipping heck. Oh, here it is, here it is, here it is, here it is. This is going to be good. I'm going to enjoy this. This next song was revealed to an Indian spirit reader who lives at the Himalaya Mountains and whom people claim to communicate with John Lennon's spirit. This just happened sometime between the years. It's still not the one I was thinking of. If this goes on much longer, we'll be able to ask him ourselves. OK, let's... let's uh, uh, don't be flippant. This is important. Did this song actually come from the spirit world? Did it act? No. How you can decide. I've decided. There we go. cleverly done is he's putting loads of little guitar riffs from Imagine and Jealous Guy. Told you. That's the one I remember. And he's doing his best John Lennon voice. So why is it Not a bad song though. I quite like that. I quite like that. It's kind of Lennon by numbers, isn't it? Not the one I was thinking of, but still, um, um, it's still not the one I was thinking of. The one I was thinking of was in the eighties. It was a guy. It was big in the eighties. Everyone was getting songs from Beyond the Grave, Lost Mozart, and and um, Ghostly John. Everyone was getting it. I used to watch a lot of spooky programmes because I believed in all that stuff back then. Yeah. yeah and um, Arthur C. Clarke and all that. Yeah. And there would be automatic writers. Yeah. And I used to try and do it myself. Close your eyes and sort of see what, what you write. Yeah. It'd always be a crying cactus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Filthy ghosts. And, and a Tuesday night's slumber, that's a media word, is less likely to be disturbed by the effects of alcohol, rich food or other excesses more common later in the week. Know what I mean? The finding comes from an analysis of more than a billion readings collected by heart monitors worn by 4,866 men and women around the clock for three consecutive days during the past decade. What? It's the three days. Like three days in a row. 
Yeah. So did you not try the whole week? Well, that's like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah. Maybe they were doing it different days. In one of the biggest studies of its kind, mm. volunteers also provided information on their sleep times and how stressed they felt. As might be expected, men and women slept longest at the weekend, clocking up almost half an hour more in bed on Friday and Saturday nights than during the week. However, this sleep was of lower quality, with substantially less time spent in recovery state than earlier in the week. Jesus. I think we've all learnt um, nothing. Um, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Monday nights are also restful. With 54... Hang on a second, maybe this is a sleep expert. Yes, line one. Hello, um, is this George Galloway? Hello? Yes, yes it is. Yes, um, can I have your... Um, uh, basically, can we make this private, this conversation? It, well, well, Hello? No, it, it's not George Galloway. I know we can't make it private, of course not. Oh, dear. So this is... So the whole world's listening, is that what you're trying to tell me? Um... Oh dear, sorry, forget it. <laughs> Boozy weekends are likely to be to blame for the for the end of week dip, the researcher said. Simon Shepherd of Optum Oh, here we go. 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 Go on. What are they selling? Go. Here we go. They're sending um fifty P sized heart monitors. <laughs> well, why would you want to buy one of them? How much are they, first of all, before I poo poo them? People rest for oh. a lot longer during the weekend, but perhaps they are out partying and letting their hair down. Oh, gee, grow up, man. Mondays and Tuesdays, your energy levels may still be high after the weekend. They're what? just guessing. You haven't got a clue. You literally haven't got a clue. Uh, the data revealed that women sleep longer, than, but men sleep more soundly. And that's it. That's all that's... Um, that's, that's the news. That's all that's... Um, in the uh, working mums end up with fatter children. It is, it's, well, it's because we're bad people. Since, um, you know, with, with the downfall of the British government and the complete collapse of the financial um, institutions, um, there's not really a lot for them to write about. So they are... Um, they're, they're, they're just... Um, writing nonsense, really. I know. I don't need to see Taylor and Tom oh, on their latest walk. That makes me want to puke. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, really, that stuff really, uh, that stuff really gets to me. I, just, that, I think that's unfair to show that stuff. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be showing that stuff if I were them. And that's not a threat to them, but I wouldn't be. I really wouldn't want to show that stuff. I think that's unfair on um, everyone. I think it's unfair on me, if I'm completely honest. That's um, who it's primarily on. Uh, you think she's know. doing it specifically to get you? Yeah, yeah. Well, no, she's not. The, the papers are. Oh, the papers are doing it. They know then. The papers are pushing it. your buttons. Let me do 50, uh, 55, 50. Boom, there we go. There we go, I just did myself a little back count. It's weird because I'm, I'm back counting, and I'm, I'm, but I'm doing it with, with iTunes, so I always have to add a little bit and yeah. take a little bit because they have long fade-outs on my iTunes. I don't even know if this song's going to be any good, but do you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to play it. I heard it, but we're going to play it. We'll, um, we'll see. Guys, that is um, um, the end of the show. Is the podcast up and Yeah, done? it's been up for ages. Oh, beautiful. In that case, then um, download it. Um, oh, the fella from Agadoo has been sent to prison. I saw that, but he's not like the proper one from Agadoo, is he? Is he not the original? I don't think so. I don't recognise him, that's for sure. Well, well, 
it might have changed. I mean, it was 30 years ago. Um, was it the, the pop group are best known for their 1984 song, Agadoo, and their top 10 chart, Superman, Do the Conga, all involved dance actions. Yeah. Together, the couple... They found something that worked, didn't they? Yeah. Is he the original? I think he is the original. I thought one died. He was oh no, he was not part of the original Black Lace. Boom. Oh flipping heck. He was not part of the original Black Lace lineup, but joined in nineteen eighty six. Last year he took part in BBC TV talent show The Voice. Well these then what are they telling us about that for? Makes me wonder uh... Yeah, I didn't. Uh I've done the back count wrong. Quick, I've done the back oh, count man wrong. Alive. If we go for fifty five forty five, that'll do it. Okay. Right. That's it. Go. Oh, hang on. Is it... Yes, line one, you're on the wireless. Okay, bold it. That's absolutely fine. Uh, that's it, guys. That's your lot. Go to iTunes, go to your usual podcast provider and download the podcasts back tomorrow at 10, although I may be back in about 2 minutes 27 seconds if this song doesn't play long enough. Join the Talk Nation. Pick up your phone and talk radio. We'll get you talking. 